shit. Three. Oh. How do you watch a song? I'm not ready. We're live, my friends. Hello. Happy Aloha Saturday. This is Ali and Reno on the Brolo Show. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. What's going on, man? What's up, everybody? I'm trying to find us on Facebook. Um, I got to watch us. I don't know what's going on. How do you do? How do you find me? I mean, um, can you, Reno, can you just, can you just uh, introduce us and go to the <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Hold on one second. Let me just straighten this out. What I can see here. Thank you again. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys for all your support. Looking forward to getting into the topic today, defunding the police. We have our special guest, Tara Soderman. She is the Policy and Security Training Coordinator at the Venetian and Palazzo Casinos in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to be talking about, well, we, we look forward to hosting her and hearing what she has to say from her experience from working in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, we're going to try and ask her about what it's like being a police officer, um, what she does as her job, and then she has some friends that's going to talk about uh, what their jobs are like. Hopefully we get a variety of voices on the topic. Now we're being all serious. Uh, wait, where are we? I can't find us. How do you do Hello. it? How do you make it make it public? Like the... We're live. And uh, just go onto the page. Okay. On the page. It's like, I think it's because I'm going to add, oh, it's it right there. Oh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, okay. Now I can embarrass myself and know what I'm doing. Okay, hold on. Now I got to shut me up. How do you turn it? Okay. Hold on. Okay, there. Boom. Okay. Boom. Okay. <laughs> okay. yeah you. damn sorry okay now i can see what everyone oh everyone's watching okay sorry for all of that um yeah i mean how um let's start off with the brolo show song my friend oh yeah we gotta do the brolo show yeah, you you. The brolo yeah show you. song. yep we're getting more people tuning in small disclaimer before we get started we are not responsible for any of the beefs vendettas or the comments that come into the comment section please continue to stay tuned and i hope you guys comment tune in and pay attention thank you guys for joining us this is reno 
That's Ollie. Welcome to the Brolo Show. Brolo Show. It's the Brolo Show. I don't know how to end this show. <laughs> okay, welcome to the Brolo Show. Cheers. Right on, everybody. Thank you guys for coming in. Today's guest, Tara Soderman. All right. Um, Bolo, do your thing. Um, just kind of working on my volume here, just playing around with it. So, yes, thank you guys for coming in again. Once again, we're featuring Tara Soderman. She is our special guest, and she is the policy and security training coordinator of the Venetian and Palazzo Casinos in Las Vegas, Nevada. Today's topic is defunding the police, and we're getting started. We're getting into it. It's a very tense time in America, just depending where you live. Luckily, we're here in Hawaii, and we want the local people to be connected and also have that space to connect and share their points of views and also learn and hear. So one of the things that me and Ollie believe is that, and as part of what we said in the Bolo Show and some of the posts, is if friends who have differences can't get along and we have different perspectives, then how are we going to expect or how are people who don't even know each other are complete strangers that have different perspectives that live in tense areas going to get along as well. So our hope is to reach out to the people we know, family and friends, and then eventually, maybe, who knows, touch other people's hearts and lives that are connecting and watching here. Yeah. Anyways. So basically, basically, uh, you get to yell in here. You get to yell at this space. You guys get to talk all the crap over here. Say the craziest shit you want to say. Safe space for crazy people and crazy ideas and passion and emotion. We know it gets heated. We just got to calm down sometimes. And I know I've seen some good conversations, so I'm not saying it's all it's all bad. But I do see that there's a lot of like frustration, all kind of stuff. So come over here and do that shit because I want to hear it all. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you see gossip. Yeah. So this is your safe space for that. That's kind of the, we wanted to explain that before we get into it. So we're going to do pros and cons. Should we, can I do, should I start with the, I was looking up the history of the police because I wanted to know more. I didn't know anything about it. So I looked it up. And basically it started off with uh, watchmen. They're like watchmen, um, night watchmen. And it was like volunteer duty. This is like, like 15, 1600s, like England. And we were still a colony in England. So basically we're England, you know, at this point. So whatever they're doing, the colony had to kind of copy or follow. So then so it's a volunteer work. So it's like, um, if you lived in a village, all the men in the village had to volunteer for like one year. And it's kind of like a shitty job that nobody wanted to do. It was like, um, that's what it was looked at as, you know, cause it was kind of like punishment, you know, it's like, oh, you know, like you fucked up. So now you gotta be the guy look on the lookout. And like people do their job real junk. Cause like, uh, I was reading things about how they wind they wound up being like just drunk on the street and they're like trying to like supposed to bust like prostitutes and gamblers but they're just like drunk on the street so they're not even doing their job because it's not really worth anything 
so then they were like trying to talk about um reforming into a police force right so like like a group of people that are getting paid to do that stuff but um people were reluctant on that you know like they're kind of like kind of like that feels kind of shady like a gang of it's basically like a group of people that we're going to ask to to like you know lay down the law so people were kind of iffy on it um i can keep it's like it's kind of long but i wanted to just focus in on the fact that the police were created to um protect property okay so um this is when it gets tricky and i'm gonna word it nicely but nah fuck it okay so um so during the 1600 right they had a group like boston created like the first uh like group like close to like what we think of as a police force right boston is a port city port cities bring in merchandise merchandise including property and who were considered property during that point were slaves right so this is talking about slavery right um slaves to property they were not people you know what i mean we got to get this like really ingrained like that's really important to understand what slavery is about these people you know these human beings were not considered human beings they were considered property so the police were there to protect the property, okay? So the port city of Boston, right, is bringing in merchandise and they have to make sure that the merchandise gets to the right destination and doesn't go and run off somewhere because the merchandise has legs and a heart and a soul, you know? So this is what we're talking about here. So in the South, especially, what that's what the police force would have to do, basically, you got people escaping, right? You got slaves that want to run away because of course you want to fucking run away from slavery. And then they're running away, right? Now now you got like the fucking, you know, the plantation guy, the overseer fucked up, right? Fucking Luna so dumb, he can't even fucking control the guys. And then they're fucking running off onto the, into the woods. And then who has to go and capture the merchandise or not the merchandise, the property, right? They got to go capture the property and return it back to its rightful owner. We're talking about human lives that are treated this way, okay? That's how the police was created. The police was supposed to protect that. They were supposed to protect property. You know what I mean? Humans are property, okay? So let's, that's what's going on here. That's the history of the police force. And then it built into whatever it is now. So let's talk about the modern situation and that's why we're going to ask Tara what it's like now. But the history is that's what it is, okay? So if you guys want to dispute on that stuff, go look it up on Encyclopedia Britannica. That's what I was looking through. You know, we're look, I was looking through sources. Um, I don't, they don't word it like the way I worded it, but they talk about property and what the fuck was property during that time. Fucking slaves. Slaves are fucking property, all right? You know, let's not fucking sugarcoat bullshit. They're going to capture property and put it back to his rightful owner. That's what policing was all about, right? They're going to go, police dispatch. Oh, we got a murder in the crime scene, whatever. It was a slave who killed this fucking slave master. They're going to fucking put him in jail or do some other crazy shit, right? I can just keep 
running the scenario into a modern basis to try and get you guys to understand what the fuck slavery was all about. But I don't know, man. You just got to have some empathy or not. I don't know. So sorry for my little rant and all of that. And I got all heated, but I think I got some people like talking. So I don't know. Anyway, that was my whole look into it. And that's what got me all heated. Every time I read into the history, I was just like, holy shit, man. Like, you know, so that's what the freaking Black Lives Matter thing, that's where it stems from, the root of all of this, you know what I mean? And we can go and discuss that stuff eventually, but I just wanted to go through the history, you know, and try not to sugarcoat it because that's what the history was about. So yeah, I think uh, we blew up the... Thank you so much, Ollie, for a little brief history lesson about yeah. how the police force got started in America. Um, that is a very, America de definitely has a very um, uh, troubled past. And, and I just want to thank you again for looking into that, my friend. Thank you. Um, thank you for also sharing the source. Uh, if uh, maybe. Yeah, I know. I got to do more citations and stuff. I know we. this isn't college credit style. I went to college. I know how to do that <laughs> shit too. We're just talking and rambling and shit like that. So um, I can tell the comments are going off. I think. Do we have Sean somewhere that can like help us with the? Before we get into uh, touching onto some of the comments, I I just want to thank you again, and um, that is a very challenging situation. It's a it's a there's a history to America, and there's a history that people, I think that it's the, an ugly the, history. It's ugly, I the, man. I think one it's of the more difficult things ugly. about our history in America is that we. Um, especially for me coming from more of a conservative standpoint, we need to acknowledge, I think my conservative counterparts need to acknowledge that there is this dark history, but the beauties that come out of that history is something that we're living in today. And I think that's what we're talking about this topic now, because um, rest in peace, God bless your soul, uh, George Floyd. That was actually, that was a very horrendous, that was a very horrible and very difficult video to watch a man get murdered by applying that much pressure on someone's neck for about eight, nine, 10 minutes long, and that's just absolutely terrible, regardless of whatever the circumstances were. Um, and that's where we're here. There's a big topic going on, defunding the police. Other people are seeing reform. We're gonna jump into that with our guest, Tara Sarm. But before we do, we also wanna invite any one of you out there who wanna come in on the show and share your perspective about something that may be an area of interest that pertains to the current situations going on today. And the, the hard part is, is that me and Ollie know us that a great deal of our friends are a little hesitant. And I think part of the reason, and this could be also a future topic, is cancel culture, being afraid of saying things People that you want to say and not being held and being held accountable. And yes, go, go ahead, Ollie. Yeah, sorry. People getting fired for things they're saying and stuff. So I understand that that's like, yeah, I don't want to get fired, you know. <laughs> but it I also would like a place to be like this, you know. I'm sure other people feel like that. Hopefully that's why everyone you know joined in and listened in and like i'm sure pe i'm not the only one that feels i you know passionate I'm, I'm sure other people feel exactly the opposite of what i just said or how I, you know. and that's the whole point is that we're trying to get those voices at least listening to each other or have a place where they can just kind of you know you don't have to do the research we just have the people over and have them talk about it themselves you know kind of cut through the chase so what should we do now, you know? Should we start asking some questions? Well, I think we're going to bring on our guests very soon. So Tara, uh, I would say, you know, log on in and we'll let you in. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that we want to make sure that we 
want to thank everybody that has been supportive of this movement so far. You know, I want to thank my bro, Ollie. Um, yeah, this is like I, 90 people. This is crazy, man. I don't mean even, yeah. we're like, I, if the original viewers of this show know how freaking hammer jang everything is all just freaking just all over the place. Um, we still don't know what we're doing. And this is going to be an interesting ride that I think hopefully everyone wants to join in on it, I think. So, yeah. You know, let's do it. Should we get our? Should we get? Our yeah, I just want to acknowledge the, the people that your family, your friends have 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 contributed to who you are. My family and friends who contribute to who I am, and me and Ollie connected uh, uh, various times throughout the, the past years. But recently, we had we saw like how people were talking. Ollie mentioned, I believe, in the beginning, how online and in, in Facebook, an online platform, and in the comment section, you see people just yelling at each other. And we really believe that me and Ollie can help create that space for people to share. And I just want to thank for um, thank the special people that's been very close to our hearts and also been just very uh, supportive of this movement. Um, one is you, Ali. Thank you so much, brother. I want to thank uh, Big Sean. I want to thank Pohai. I want to thank the Keiki. I want to thank uh, Mr. Doomsday. And I want to thank the rest of the people who are listening right now. This wouldn't be possible. And um, thank you all. God bless you all. You want to see the action, man. Let's give them the action. <laughs> so, uh, we are going to jump in into the main topic, the theme of the show, defunding the police. And we are bringing on, I believe, Tara Soderman. I, I, I believe her. Yeah. Go ahead. So we're going to get, yeah, let's bring her on. Yeah. Sorry. I'll just shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. Yo, this is the first show, my friend. Learning. Hey. We're all learning. There we go. Here we go. She comes on as starfish. Yeah. <laughs> now, now oh my goodness! Don't understand uh, what it's like being here, bringing on our perspective. You know. So now I'm gonna sit back and shut up and listen and find out. Hello, Tara. Are you there? Yeah, I'm trying to do the camera thing again. Ugh. So just a friendly reminder before we get started, we have to be very mindful of the distance between the screen and sometimes it gets really pitchy. So just, just a okay. friendly reminder for all of us here. Okay, where's the, um, start video? Mm -hmm. Where's the, good? Oh. I'm so sick right now. Oh. I, woke up, I woke up at like two o'clock and I was like, okay. So my friend, call me at two and make sure I get off. Make sure you get up. <laughs> and then I called everybody and I was like, we're going live at three. Okay, guys, we, we everybody's on standby, but they're all there. I see everybody's on standby. Say hi, Tara. We got nice. Hi, guys. I know. Um, hi, friend. I, I, um, everybody from. Hey, what's up, Grant? That I work with. I'm trying to turn my volume down. Um, okay. Protests. <laughs> and to serve as a fucking joke on booze and talking shit. Okay. I yeah, I mean, it's like, um. Comments are going crazy, so we'll get to them after. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to yeah. focus on the comments right right now, yeah, I, yeah. Would say, I would say Tara, hello, aloha. Hi. Yeah, you. Hi. How are you? How are you doing? Um, sick. Sinus issues, but this is normal between September. I mean, um, the spring and the fall. It's normal. Okay. All but right. what I don't understand is my middle finger is falling off. Whoa, whoa, it's whoa, just whoa. falling off. <laughs> the wow. skin is just falling off. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay. Thank it's you. Thank you. That's you asked me. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. So, um, how's the weather over there in Las Vegas? 
it's, it's, it's I think 100 degrees, 105. I didn't go outside yet because I just okay. woke up. I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's but it's about 105. Um, yesterday was really windy. I hate Vegas weather. It's the worst ever. Don't ever move to Vegas. The weather sucks. Anyway. Well, in um, Hawaii, it's a very beautiful day. I honestly, I'm looking out at Pearl Harbor right oh, now. And it's just it. absolutely I beautiful. It. I live just, in Aya. I know, but I'm trying to see. I was supposed to leave my sister's wedding, come home, grab my stuff, and go back, and then COVID happened. Okay. Well, thank you for that share. That's so, that's, that's another <laughs> uh, Tara, so, could, you, could you give us a little background about, you know, who you are, where um, you come from, what you do? Let's start from the beginning. I, You're well, originally from Hawaii. I'm originally from, I'm originally from Hawaii. Went to high school with all of you guys. Um, moved to Vegas for personal reasons. Didn't know what I was going to do. I was bartending when I first got out here. I was in the mortgage. So was, my background is in sales bartending and then it came out here and I ended up in security um, at the Venetian and I just worked my way through um, an officer from the floor to the control room and then I became in charge of um, the, the training, the coordinator. So I was in charge of the defensive tactics, uh, instructors, the control force instructors. Um, had to grow that program because that was an awful program. Um, nobody wanted to be an instructor because everybody's afraid to use force. Nobody wants to be responsible for signing on the training matrix, their name. Um, so, and you don't get it paid enough to train. Yeah. Um, and, the, and everything falls back on training. Everything falls back on training. Um, HR is always going to ask where the training records, you know? So, um, to go, I grew the instructor's class and then um, and did the academies, did the new, we did, and then I, you know, you know, I had two partners. We did the new shooter, the new shooter academy. You have to make sure everybody qualified for their guns and academy. Yeah, that, that's what we did. We were in charge of the whole security department training. Like people that like never saw a gun. Yeah, you never saw a gun. Yes, we have. We have. We're just trying to. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Vegas is an open carry state, so he can play kickball and have a gun on you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I first saw that. When I first saw that, I went, "Is that girl wearing a gun on her?" Oh, I'm in the wrong city. Shot, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. State by state, there's culture shock, so that's interesting too. Um, yeah. So what's yeah. like? Well, but what, um, but but my dad's a cop. Okay. Well, let me get into that after. I wanted to know your job title and description. Like, what would you? Say? I'm no longer there. I quit because I want to move was, home. What, that's. What? It was the Venetian. So Venetian plots the security training coordinator and policy. That's where I ended. Yeah. 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 You have to you also have to work with law enforcement and stuff too, then, right? We were always training with Metro Sat. We were training with canines. That mean um CCFD. So my boss was the former chief of Metro. My former boss, Steve Goble was the chief of fire out here. He's moving to Kauai and now becoming the Kauai chief for fire. So, so all the Kauai family out there, make sure to be, treat him good. Good save um, on the Kauai part. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, um, the uh, um, uh, the assistant director was the North Las Vegas. So um, I was working with all the chiefs. But it's interesting because I didn't have any problems with any of my directors except the chief of police. Chief of police, you had a problem with the chief of police. Well, we, I didn't think we, I didn't think we see eye to eye. I didn't have a problem with him, but it just, there was just something about him. 
I don't know because it's Metro or what. And, and I can I can talk freely now because I don't work there, so I know all my coworkers all know the story. Um, okay, you don't have to. The, yeah, no, no, we're not gonna go into that. But yeah, so, yeah, let's maybe let's let's get let's stick to our so, theme here, defunding the police, and we're well, no, we're but very, the thing is, it's, it's funny, right? That the one person that I don't have a, I have an issue with is the police. You don't right? have an issue with the police. Well, my dad is a cop. Okay. Well, retired cop. Uh huh. Okay. My grandma, my uncle, tired chief of police on Kauai. Okay. You know, my uncles are sheriffs and everything. Yes, they come from a cop family. Yeah, a lot of times too, right? Like yeah. a lot of cop families. Like you want to, and like military too, like people that like want to. Um, I hate the cops. No, I, okay, that's your story. I was yeah. just trying to figure out how families are like, they want to keep the tradition going. So that's why you want to join and that's their, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some like people do family. that, yeah. Some right. people do that. They, they go into the Marines and everybody's in the Marines or everybody's in the Army. Yeah. Being an officer and being a, you know, like that's also included, but that feels like, so I, I understand the sensitivity when we're talking about stuff like that. And then you have like an opposite reaction where you're just like, I hate cops because I see a cop in there, you know, like, and then, you know, well, you like, would think I would like cops. Yeah. yeah. Like, but who knows? Like, that's how, you know, how growing up is. You either, either want to be like oh i want to be just like my parents or i'm going to do the exact opposite you know like that kind of thing where you kind of you know, just it, people it, react to it differently i guess right we all got different families and stuff so that was your reaction where it's just like i don't like it but then you wound up being a security thing so yeah that's the, that's the, yeah because i needed to know my enemy what made you want to want it because i wanted to know the laws but i didn't want to become a cop because okay. i feel that if you're going to I feel that hey, what's I, up, I, mean, I feel that I, uh, first responders are important, the correct kind. The correct. And I feel like I would have been a good first responder because I come correct. I don't come with the badge. I don't Sarah, want. Elaborate on come correct. What do you mean by come correct? You don't come at the officer. You don't come at the people like you're better than them. You come at them as, you know, obviously you're professional and you know what you're looking for, but I wouldn't approach a person and be like, automatically my demeanor is yelling at them and unless it's a huge fight and there's a reason for it yeah. but there are officers that 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 lack the tactical communication they lack the, ta the verbal judo so i kind of went into it thinking well maybe if there were more not like i'm a good person i mean hookers i get the hustle you know hookers are gonna they're gonna work the streets yeah, no leave the, leave the venetian yeah. just don't do it here you know you gotta make that judgment call yeah so you know, i mean I, like the power I, I, you know, I didn't like the power. I, I'm not a power person. Okay, so. Um, okay, so, so sorry. Let me let me interrupt. Oh, right. going um, so off subject. I don't know what we're going. We're oh, going with this. <laughs> yeah. So what we were hoping to hear, uh, Tara, was not only your background, and and we, you know, we are very saddened to hear that you you quit and you're leaving, but you're moving back to Hawaii. So thank you for sharing that. And it seems like this is a very sensitive topic. So. Um, we definitely want to try and tread through this gently. I think the main thing is no, we want I mean, to hear the, about the, the your professional is, background and your experience uh -huh. working with, um, you know, the wonderful men and women in in Las yeah. Vegas PD, and uh -huh. also share some of the the challenges it is that relates to the topic, which is defunding the police. And let me let me go ask ahead. You, I have a question because you were talking about like with training and stuff, right? You had mm -hmm. to help all that training, right? You had to like 
help build the programs you're saying, right? So it's like, no, no one like wants to train people. Is it people are afraid of being the drill sergeant and that kind of stuff or? Yeah, because you're in charge and you, it all falls back on training. Who trained this officer? When you go to right. court, where's the training records? So are we talking about person like responsibility? Well, what is Ollie? What are we doing? Are we talking about like job, or are we talking about yeah. like what are we it's doing? Similar to, it's similar to uh, doctors, right, and surgeons, where they have to. Yeah, right? it's the risk. Right. You're gonna do the yeah. hard, but if you fuck up, oh, that you killed this guy, and it's like, right, this weird. But act, you know, I know accidents happen. Yeah. So like this training thing, and you're trying to like, yeah. It, that's, that's um can i want to but my whole my whole my whole life i've been a trainer so we're talking about defunding and stuff do you think there's not enough funding going on too or i don't think i think is there not enough well, of a safety net for these people where it's like oh they're just gonna get no fired. i don't think there's a standard there's no standard there, you know because the police have such a high turnover rate because oh. the liability you want to know what yes. you think of when you go into the police department or even like security, you're thinking, how do I survive the first two years and not get fired? That's uh-huh. what you're thinking. There's so many ways to get fired. I would have an academy every four or six weeks, uh-huh. with 20 to 30 people. And I'm like, how are we not retaining anybody? It's because uh-huh. they keep getting fired or they turning over. And the problem is they're not, they're not. So some of them, um, one of my friends said, like, you take a four year, um, you know, criminal justice, there's a standard before you have to have two years experience or you have to have um, law enforcement or something. If I go for the job and I have a criminal justice degree at 21 and you go first job, who's going to have more knowledge? They're going to cram two weeks of information into your head. Uh-huh. What I know in four years. Uh-huh. So the problem is a standard. There's no standard. There's, it's sink or swim. Let's see what sticks. Yeah. Wow. That's a big eye opener. I think, I think that's a definitely one perspective on the situation. I've met many law enforcement officers that are very that's in Vegas, very honest. And, well, no, there are good officers. There are right, right, right. Well, I think yeah. what we're trying to do is go into what the hot topic is, right? I mean, well, more so, is very controversial about defunding the police, and I, I'm not I sure. I don't think um, you should. Okay. No, okay. No. And then there's right. like, and I have friends that are like totally down with like abolition of the police. We're getting rid of all the police. And then they're showing like, I had someone post an article where they're like, oh, here's a Mexican village that got rid of the police seven years ago and they're happier than ever. And you know, it's like- That's debatable. If that's what I'm saying too, right? You know, I'm not- Very I'm debatable. Being assault where, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's what I kind of want to get at. It's like- Everyone's well, talking. I'm not a cop, though. See, so I—I I mean, I can't speak as a cop. I—I I can speak so, of a trainer. But then you who trains train. just like the cops, just basically trains cops, basically. But then you have—you have some friends like in the middle. Sarah, yeah, so and I that are like officers, to actual officers too, right? Were they gonna come yeah. on the show? Yeah, they're on standby. Okay. Okay. So maybe maybe we might have to let's just try and reset the dial here. I think we went to a lot of emotional areas that we have to tread carefully through. So I want to thank you so much for your shares um, and your questions. We want to get back to the topic, and I, I would like to just you know thank you guys again for being here. Thank you, Tara. That seems like a very powerful share, and it looks like uh, there's some things going on that maybe we want to uh, we can talk well, about. 
No, 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 no. I don't know what he was. I don't know what he's trying to get at. I thought we were talking about defunding the police. I don't really want to. My my story is is is, is I train I people. Ask, what's, what's that? I wanted to ask about like so everyone's talking about defunding and all this stuff. What about reallocating money? That was like another more right, right about it. And then me and you were talking on the phone about mental health issues and officers. Oh no! Remember how? Can you explain how stressful it is for an officer to show up at the scene and they have to be like the counselor and the you know you have like, to be everything. Yeah, you gotta be You're, like. Think about September 11th. Think about September 11th, okay? The okay. firefighters that went there. Yeah. All the first response, EMS, fire, everybody. But nobody talked about the security that was on in the tower. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, so the they're officers. They're more first responders. because They are the responders. first responders. Yeah, yes. Wow. They are the first responders. So oh. when you think about September 11th, how many firefighters died? How many cops went in? Very, how many... But how, did they ever talk about the security? Yeah. What's the security company that was running that building? The yeah. building. Oh, you getting deep? Oh shit! Okay. So when you when when people act a certain way to a security yeah. officer, it's like, dude, we are your cops before they get here. Right, right. They, so they, I have they, to train. They, I have to train they, them. I have to train them at that level. Yeah, they take. I have to train them at that level cops show up then they got to take your right right they're writing your reports down right like right because it's based on what we, we said yeah. then it goes back to what does camera coverage have yeah because like the one thing we have is casinos is we have the cameras how annoying it is to do all the paperwork and be so detailed and everything because they'll because it rides on them too it goes back to that whole thing and they get paid one of the lowest yeah they get paid shit yeah and yeah, then so they're the ones that are gonna think about it Job, security right? police like, no 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 we're just they are responding let's, let's, let's all wait hold on one second guys so please excuse me i'm so sorry let's let's try we're, we're not trying to have a debate we're, we're also trying not to yell i don't know why screen. what i'm all i'm saying is let's keep it calm let's keep it cool and let's go ahead and let's let's talk about some of these issues so why don't we bring on my gas so prove her point or she's trying to share her, her perspective that from what I can take is that the security detail that's on site first is very underappreciated and yeah. underpaid. They're the actual first responders. But I'm not talking. Yeah, but we're talking about defunding the police, though, right? That's really critical, though. That is so I think I think all the. That's not even our topic. I was trying to ask you. I think what like, Tara's trying to Stay on topic. Yeah. Is it does Ollie, the police also mean defund oh security? You know what I mean? Like, is that connected? Is kind of what. I feel like that's what we're kind of getting at too. It's like security is also like uh, how. Well, can you explain what the difference is then? Like, I mean, not the difference, but like how how the interaction is. How the interaction is. There is no difference. There's no. It's the same thing. Well, the uh, the the subject is not going to change its demeanor because we're not metro. They're going to give us more shit because we're not metro. Because they don't think we have the power to do, do a citizen's arrest. Uh, they don't think we will take them to the ground, mace them. And detain them, and then we do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. But that shouldn't even be the topic of discussion. That's not what we're talking about. It's kind of. Right? Really I, I feel like. I feel like we need it's to kind of like use of force, right? That like caused an outrage, and now the reaction is defund. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the equation that happened. So that's why I'm talking to you, and I want to know the first-hand account of stuff, and it's like. 
explain to us where we see numbers like, okay, let me put it this way. We see numbers like this, okay? Like NYPD spends $8 billion on their shit, uh-huh. mm-hmm. right? LAPD play, pays like a billion something. Where's all that mm-hmm. money going towards? Because we know that the cops are still getting underpaid, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I think we're going to agree that there's corruption going on, right? And corruption all, everywhere. And like, what I don't understand is, we have all these stressed out cops and they got to go to the front line and all they're so spending you, money on is like these fucking giant fucking battle. So let's bring on my cop friend so he can tell you. And like military grade fucking helmets and you know what I mean? Like we see that right going on. So it's like, why are we spending money on like militarizing the police if that's causing all the issues? You know what I mean? Like, why can't we get like some psychiatrist to go on the scene with them or something like some negotiation. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I want to know what you feel about, like, where do you think the money should go since you see... Mental health. Mental health, right? Yeah, I would agree, too. Like, do you think we should just fund... Do you think... Okay, there should so- be more evaluating, re-evaluating on the psyche of a first responder, cop, it doesn't matter, any first responder. So, Tara, let me ask <clears throat> you a question. So, <clears throat> NYPD is spending $8 billion. Where should <clears throat> all that money go? I don't know. I should ask a friend that's standing by from New York. So let's do that. We're gonna call him so, up. So why don't we call the people that I have on standby? Yeah, that's why we got him. This is gonna well, be good. I really okay, like- uh, Tara, um, Tara, Ollie, Tara and Ollie. Tara and Ollie. I understand yeah. that there's gonna be emotions flying. But yeah, I, I, I don't know why you think I'm so upset. I don't know why you're so upset. I don't. I'm not tripping. I'm just, I'm just, please, I'm just asking you guys to. You're going to talk about a, a subject that's very passionate and I'm going to bring on people that are going to sound just like me because yeah. we live it. We are in the moment. Yeah, we're getting you viewers guys... by doing this, man. They like, they okay, like. Okay, so can I, like and Victor, Victor, can you call in? Victor, call in. Victor. Uh, all I'm saying is. Yeah, don't Victor. use his real name if he doesn't want to and stuff, right? Yeah. That's his alias name, Victor. Okay. Is that Alpha K? And he, so can you give us, uh, you're calling him right now. Maybe he can um, just explain who he, he is. Should, he should be We're connecting somebody in. I'm bringing somebody Ooh. named Alpha K in. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope everyone's really enjoying this. Cause this is that Victor? I, I'm actually quite confused, honestly. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm learning a lot, so. I, I felt like I, I was just seeing two people very being very passionate about what their perspectives are. No, I, I just think I think we should go ask the people that like I have on on standby. They get me at the end. What happened to Victor? Uh, we tried Victor. to bring someone on, but someone they kicked, it didn't kick through. Yeah, we, I want to get a. So he's he works for the NYPD. Tara. No, he no. is. He's, I will let him tell his story. He's a cop here. You can you? Yeah. Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said NYPD. I said, why don't we ask my friend who lives in New York? Hey, did you try getting oh, on? Is, oh, okay, okay. Hello, did you try getting on? Huh? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Very interesting, very interesting share so far. Can I do it again? Carino, he's trying to get on. Do you see him? Nope. There's a lot of interesting ideas that are popping up in there. Uh, 
we're trying to focus in on this for now and then hey what's up ziggy how you doing yeah join with our video we read through the comments there's i'm so okay he's trying again okay i just want to thank everyone is it ulrich zamora no we're bringing on someone named ulrich zamora you guys this place you know just out and have a beer, you know. I'm sure you guys are like totally entertained. Are you man. on? Well, I was at home watching. I'm, actually, I'm hoping that we he, he, he should only just be audio, he should just be audio. Okay, that's fine. Do you yeah. have him? I think Karina said he was bringing him on. What's up, Mark? Yeah, Mark, I see you. Yeah, yeah, his name is Victor. Hold on. Yeah, Victor. Is we have gonna... someone that's on named Ulrich Zamora. No, not him. Okay, we're, we're gonna remove this person. <laughs> so, okay, what's going on now? We're waiting to bring on Tara's guest that's coming on as an anonymous. So bring on Corey, bring on Corey. Corey? Corey, are you there? Oh, Corey, Corey. Hey, yeah, Corey. Does she want to talk? Because. Corey. Do you know who's Corey, Ollie? Corey, are you there? Ollie, yeah, you she used to go to school. Oh, yeah. Corey Jones. Yeah. Okay. Corey. Okay. I know, right? Since there's a lot of dead, uh, we, we, we're losing people here. Yeah. Well, I well, I really want to go back to our topic here instead of differing. I mean, I get we I get it that we have different perspectives and I get it's passionate, but I, my hope is to have a more of a um, open dialogue and a calm, cool conversation. So what, yeah. I think you're just tripping. Please what the okay. heck? Okay, fine, fine. Okay, we're giving up. You, Forget can that. You stuff. Please, no, go can you please refrain from labeling me as tripping, please? Yeah, yeah, Reno, go ask a question. Go ask a question for Tara. Because we were getting into something really important. The, Ollie, the tur- Oh, we, hi. We definitely are Ooh. bringing someone on. Hello, Corey. Hi. Hello, Corey. Get on. Hi. Hey, what's hi, up, Corey? Guys. Yeah, you. Happy Ooh. Aloha Saturday. It's me. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. What is that you're drinking? Yeah, you Someone hey, I'm asking for a refill. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, really? My friend is watching in the living room. She said that. Um, oh, it's delayed. False alarm. False alarm. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. And a 20 second delay with Zoom to Facebook. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Right. I'm here, guys. How are you doing? Hey, okay, cool. Right on, Corey, Aya graduate herself. Can you please give us a little um, background and share with what's going on from where you're from, where'd you move to, and where you're at now? Okay, well, I am raised in Hawaii. That's how I know you guys, obviously. I moved to New York in 2005. Oh, right after we graduated? Yeah, like literally like like July of 2005, I moved here. So mm-hmm. basically it's been almost 15 years and the transition 
it, it was it's been a rough road a lot of culture shock and okay. well you've been there for how long now like 15, 15 years. years wow yeah i've been here 15 years you're a new oh. yorker now you're full-on new yorker here yeah look look i'm like straight up city girl like right oh. outside look man right oh. on. yeah view. i live in midtown that is a beautiful view congratulations girly Thank you. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a road. It's been, um, challenging. It's been educational. It's been fun. It's been hard. It's been um, expensive. On so many <laughs> levels. Yeah. Um, what I was it like when you went there? What, what are you, what are you doing now in New York right now? Like, uh, um, I'm in fashion. Okay. So I work for a, a, a woman's apparel company. I'm in like, Sourcing, product development, and all that good stuff. Um, and then how's how's all the craziness on, on the mainland? Because that's not like we as, yeah, we in Hawaii do not understand, right? And you know that, you know what I'm talking about, right? Well, yeah. well, Corey, when you were in Hawaii, did you feel like you were of color? Like, because I never really saw the color on you or any of us. Like, I don't think we were raised with color. Right, that's another. Much, right? Like, I didn't think we racism was real until I got to Vegas. Well, but I feel the more East Coast you go, the worse it gets. That's what I feel. No, that's too bad. Midwest, I heard it's bad. I think it depends on where you live. To answer both of your questions, I'm going to start off with you, Tara. Um, I forgot what your question was, (laughs) but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here, okay, here. So... To answer your question, um, I um, things have calmed down for sure. Last week, all I could hear outside were uh, sirens and helicopters. Okay. I'm literally a block from some sort of, it's not a, reg, thank you, like a regular precinct. It's some sort of like special strategic. Special saturation team. Yeah. Like, okay. And they That's would like cool. get together plan their strategy and go about their business. But I live, so I live on 42nd street, which I'm not sure how many of our of people following are familiar with New York city. Times square basically starts on 42nd street. Okay. So I'm legit four walking blocks from. Why don't I call you up when I go to New York? Yeah, like literally four walking blocks from Times square. And when this first started going on, People, there's fires, there were police officers, like just helmets breaking, glass all over the place. It was crazy. Like the first day it started, I believe it may have been on like a Tuesday, maybe. Um, I was riding a city bike, you know, doing my little city girl thing, riding a bike. And I ran into a group of protesters and they were peaceful. Everyone was friendly. I followed them for a few blocks. They went into a park. I was like, all right, I'm going to head home. I've been outside for a while. Mm-hmm. I got home. I was home maybe for about an hour. I turned the news on or I get on Facebook live and I seen people's live and there's people trying to loop and figure out what they're going to do and all this. I'm yeah. like, all right, people, what's going on? Yeah, so it's definitely calmed down from where it was. And this got, this was going on for about a good four days. Maybe okay. a little longer. And it and was now, scary. You are know? people still protesting right now? People are definitely still protesting. 
but less looting, less riots. Less looting. Um, That's a plus. Yeah, the rioting is kind of slowed down. The looting has slowed down. You can definitely see it in like the air, the storefronts. They're removing the boards, the plywood. Uh -huh. um, um, the damage is being fixed. Like the. the what do you think stopped it? Was it because the cops were actually officially charged with the with the stuff, or is it because the police stopped fighting against them? Like what? What stopped it? I. Because I saw, I, I, I the Vegas protesting. Like, once Metro left, once Metro left, no, once Metro, once Metro left the scene, all the protesters stood there like, okay, now what do we do? So oh, it was no, kind of like York. that's that's what happened here. So like every so Metro York left. That's not New York. No, they're no, gonna make Metro, their own scene. They don't yeah, care so like that. Tommy, yeah, Tommy, because Metro yeah, left and then all of Vegas went. Are we going home now? I guess we're going home. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what stopped it. Um, uh -huh. I know that they were really like forcing the curfew and locking yeah. people up. And that's a good way to do I, it. I, maybe, I, maybe it was because the guys were arrested, but as you see, they were released. Um, right. But they're not going to stop. Mm -hmm. Not no. right now, at least. Can you clarify who's not going to stop, Corey? The protesters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The protesters. Yeah, I don't. You. I don't believe they are. Not right now. Not today. When do you think they're, they're gonna? When do you think? When do you think? I asked Sheena that. When do you think they're gonna actually? When will they say, "Our voice has finally been heard"? When they it's feel like there's some change. And as I was telling you on the phone the other day, this goes past George Floyd. This goes past mm -hmm. police brutality. It's deeper. You know. Um, it's a it's it's our system it's the mm -hmm. way people look at people of color you know and back to like you were saying tara um now i remember um, <laughs> you know growing up in hawaii yeah you know we make jokes about somebody being filipino i'm filipino you know mm -hmm. somebody being black I'm I, got chink, I, I got chink i got chink i got chink right being Popolo, 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 Portuguese, right? Polynesian. Yeah. There's a joke for everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody gets it, right? And, everybody gets it. And I had this conversation with Reno and Tara. It's worse to be Holly or white in Hawaii than almost anything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make I'm it. Talking to, I was talking to Brandy, Brandy Kimura. Does that, does that, does it flip in New York? Because you're saying in Hawaii, it's worse to be white. So I want what is your perspective living on the East Coast? Is it the opposite way? I mean, what's going on with that? Why would you For share? Sure. For sure. Like, I had to be aware of my skin color more being here. Mm. Yeah. And you, when I first moved something? here, I was oblivious. Like, even just. Um, like it's a lot of officers. hurt kind my, of thing, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It, it's kind of like a hurtful feeling kind of thing, yeah. Like, yeah, it's so, it's so new to you. It it, yeah, me. I didn't understand. I, I didn't it. understand. Yeah. Like, I had friends, yeah. obviously from the black community, that were like, um, yeah. Oh, po you know, f the police or the police are pigs or they didn't trust in the system. And I'm like, I don't understand. Right. Right. Well, I think I think when we say the you know like um, 
like you said, it's the worst to be white back home. Brandy said it, and Brandy said it perfectly. We're not actually against the white people. I mean, I'm part white. You know, all of us are part, you know, I actually thought the word holly was like the definition of Caucasian. I learned later on that it's actually it's foreign. Or Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the mentality of when you think you're high maka maka, yeah. or you think you're better than us, that's the holly mentality. Yeah. Right? Right? We don't we don't hate the white people. Well, that's very debatable because in, yeah. in our in our on our island, you know, the, it goes always. It goes all it goes well, always. Right. We're all I will give that. They don't really discriminate. Can I, <laughs> yeah. So can we bring it back? Yeah. Let's all, let's, yes, yes. Let's go let's back to defunding the police. Okay. Yeah. Defunding the police. We just brought up racial issues and how Hawaii has racial issues this way, but the mainland is this way kind of thing. So let's bring that back to how the police, you know, is involved with it. Like HPD police, we don't have to worry about like you know, you know, white cop and black man, like it doesn't matter. It's just yeah, an idiot that messed up or on vice versa. Right? It's like that kind of thing. We don't really, but well, then it's very divisive on the mainland, right? So, all right, I'm gonna have to interject real, right real quick. I'm trying to steer the conversation. I know. The theme okay. is defunding the police. Yeah. There's a yeah. huge racial tension anywhere and everywhere, but especially in the States. And I think Corey can attest to that. And I think part of your share was part of that. But when we're going back to defunding the police, are are we for it? Are we against it? Yeah, how do you feel, Corey? What's going on? But the one thing that we brought Tyra on as our guest, and what, what, what I was interested in sharing is that she said she learned a lot of things. She spoke mm -hmm. to a lot of people. And she also talked about some of these exercises that help kind of help us understand what it takes to be a first responder in, you know, close quarter combat or close quarter altercation that could be potentially dangerous. And one of the things I liked with her share last time on Saturday was the fact that she was talking about the pen drill. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that, Tara, about the pen drill, that this exercise that- well, uh, I tell the I tell the student or the officers, uh, well, they say a knife fight, I will much rather be in a gunfight than a knife fight any day, right? Um, but can you hear me? Um, the, to close the distance is 21 feet. Now I, that's the that's the old rule actually. They they just upped it to like 32 or 35. Anyway, long story well, short. Could you, could you explain that? Like, what, what do you mean the old rule, new rule? Is that a new understanding of close quarter combat in closing the distance? Between well, yeah. So what they're saying is keep. They used to say keep 21 feet with the subject from a knife. Stay 21 feet away. Now they're saying stay at least 32 or 34. And 21 did... feet. So what I would do is I would tell people, take a pen, right? Take a Sharpie. Like I have a Sharpie and then you stand 21 feet away from me. Mm -hmm. And this was, this was my boss's idea. Right. And he would, and then we would go and try to close the gap mm -hmm. and you're going to get marked every time. Try to pull your weapon. So if you have the gun and I'm the suspect with the knife, I'm going to stab you before you pull your weapon probably. Um, that's not a lot of reaction time Tara, it's not enough reactionary time quick question on that tara you know on that exercise and that drill are are they trained professionals trying to pull the gun as well or are they common folk like myself who don't like train with you that goes they well we go through the new shooter academy um and you have to qualify with the nra okay. which anybody most people can do um but it's not so much 
to me, it's not so much, you know, a are you qualified? I would see some weapon retention, right? So if the subject takes the gun from you, if you're on a ground fight, how to you retain your weapon, trap your arm, do all of that, right? But you can do all of that and be perfectly fine with that. It's your mental state, though. Are you actually going to pull the weapon? Mm. Will you actually shoot? So you're talking right? about like some kind of like emotional contact that compromises. There needs to be more. Yeah. You, you were you were talking about some of that, and you're talking about the presence of police officers. Because I want to try and steer this conversation back to what we we're talking about: defunding the police. We saw right. the horrible, just completely disgusting murder of that poor man, George Floyd. Now, no, now. Regardless of what circumstances surround that man, he didn't deserve that. And I think all of us Absolutely. can agree. That was yep. absolutely it was, disgusting. It was hard to watch. And I don't want to feature this feature that video on this show. Yeah. But right. you were talking about that to help me gain a little bit of perspective to understand the first responders. Now, the one thing that I, I, I want to also ask you, you shared this with me a few times. And please excuse me if I'm rephrasing it wrong or whatnot. The one thing that you were talking about is this presence that officers have to carry. You were saying there's a there's a It's word. a command presence. Could you elaborate we have, on that? We have to, they have to get to a scene. And I always tell them, that's why I want to bring them on. Um, you always got to expect the worst because it's always the small calls that you think that are nothing that are the worst calls. So I always say, expect the worst and expect the 10, but then de-escalate quick. If you think that you're going to a fight, you're going to think there's guns and knives, 10, right away. Once you get on scene, you see it's nothing. There's no guns. There's no shootings. You're de-escalating yourself, and you're going through the use of force continuum in your own brain structure, and you're checking yourself down, 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 and you de-escalate yourself. Some officers don't know how to do that, so they're responding, and they're like, rah, 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 rah. and it's like there's absolutely no reason to do that. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. I want to speak out of I don't I'm I don't want to come from a place of anger and frustration. Mm -hmm. Why? What happened to you? Something happened? No, not to me, but just as a person who's who's witnessed cops. Just mm -hmm. in stories or I've seen things like, of course, like these are the way cops are trained. Like 100%. I agree. I'm pretty sure that this is how they're trained. But when people see someone in the way, it's, it's hard when someone sees someone and they look mm -hmm. a certain way that they're going to react the way they should. And that's the thing is, and that's what it comes down to the cops or even and the security. It's our job. We're the professionals. We should know how to de-escalate ourselves. It's not yeah. your guys' and responsibility. I feel like if you don't know how to do that, and if you're scary, you don't need to be a cop. Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> scary. People no. And I'm being and I'm being honest. Like if you But you need you need some command presence. <laughs> no, you can command presence and I'm fine. Right. No. And I I agree. What's scary? Like, no, what I mean by scary is like, yeah. you see someone and you're like scared. Cause okay, you know, like we, for your we've life, all right. heard that like, oh, I'm afraid. So, you're so I did this, like, like I shot this person because I was mm -hmm. afraid for my life. And this person right. had a freaking piece of whatever right. this is I'm carrying in my hand <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's used as an excuse and it comes from just, if you're scary, be scary someplace else. This job is not built for you. Right. Well, you I have think, to know. You have to know how to. I think we need, that's, that's something that's we need to get into. That's that. That's something we and want to work towards. And one that comes from the the. I don't. From. Training people need to be trained. Evaluated. There we go. Back to training. Yep. Structured. There we go. Yep. The, the system needs All to be restructured. 
whatever you want to call defund defunding, because I guess everyone has their own idea right. of whatever that means, especially being Corey, here in New York. Can I ask a question, Corey? How, yeah. what, do you, what do you feel of on defunding the police? What, what is your take on it? Because you're describing so many things going on. So I, I know. <laughs> okay, so there's a few things that I feel. Being that I am a resident of New York City, I feel like the NYPD receives a lot of funding. Yeah. They're one of the biggest gangs in the world. Yep. And I say gang because it's almost like they're not, at times, it's almost like they're not even to serve and protect the community. And well, that's the mobs, it's because of the it's mob not, and the drugs. And that's it's just my that, personal right. opinion. That's right, just things right. that I observe. And that's just how I feel. Right? right. And a lot of our taxpaying dollars are going into that. And there are other things that I feel like our money could go into to kind of alleviate maybe some of where the crime is starting, where they feel the crime is starting at. Um, putting money into our kids, our schools, if people are educated, you know, there may be less crime or just even like what is the standard? Do you, do you know what do you know what the what the uh what the uh, uh requirements are to become a cop in NYPD? Or is it can you just basically I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure oh. you can't have a felony. Okay. I think yeah, because I think with Metro Metro at one point they were hiring the mass hire, but they were hiring all minorities. Yeah. But I do know hiring, that yeah. The NYPD is funded more than like public assistance, multiple public assistance and like education programs combined in boom. the state of New, in New boom. York. Boom, boom. So you're yeah. and it is ridiculous. And in New York, they're stopping frisk. There's yeah. a bunch yeah. of things in place that yeah. I just don't. Why does it's New just, York not get rid of that, though? Like, that stop and frisk happens from September 11th, in a sense, well, they're and now trying, we're done. No, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't really get into politics. I don't, I yeah. don't follow too, too much. You know, I read up on it, and I listen, and I hear, but times like this, like, I really put my ear to the pavement, uh, and I, you know, I have conversations with my friends, and I have a kid, you know, and I have to be aware of what's going on around and even mm -hmm. just being someone part of a community, like you have to see what's going on, you know, but I do think, I don't want to say defund the police because obviously we Thank need you. them. We do need them. I'm not going to sit here and act like we don't. But they don't but need any needs to dollars. Be, they right. don't need $80 million. Well, maybe they do. But they need, it needs to be restructured. Let me let me tell you something. If, it if, needs if, no, to I be know restructured. How much, it, it does need to be restructured, and there needs to be a standard, and they need to be reevaluated. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's a good right? point. Right, right, right. Right. I think that's the end result. I think we all can agree that we're not for defunding the police, and I, and that's the reason why we use this theme is to talk about some of these things. And I want to just thank you again, Corey, for sharing some of that perspective on the East Coast. I think. What we realized, like what my hope was for Tara was to share some of the training experiences that she has to go through and realize that right. these officers are just as human as ourselves. And you were talking about they are. About they the are and we're talking about the turnover rate that it's a high turnover rate. Oh, so I, my thing my thinking is is if we'll move on from this point, if we're moving on 
the one thing I wanted to focus on was realizing that they could have done a better job with George Floyd. And I think that's the main Obviously. Point. Obviously, they could have done a better job. And yep. I want you to talk about something about pressure. You're talking about something about asphyxiation, something to do with, you Excited know. Excited delirium. Could you touch is something that, that you need to. I, I want to bring in Victor for that, though. Excited delirium. Because he's a trained professional for it. Is, Victor. Is, we need him. Victor. Let's see where Victor is. Whoever you're going to. Corey, you 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 really live right on right next to Times Square, huh, Corey? Yeah. It's like if this building wasn't if these few buildings yeah, were blocking me, you could see it. But yeah, like right like the Hudson is right here. That's Jersey across yeah, the water. Like, that was really nice. That's a really yeah. nice view. Thank you so yeah, much. It's great. Well, if we ever go up there, we gotta check you out. Have Call a couple me. I'm here. Call me up. <laughs> I'm here. Um, Thank you so much, brother. I, I went two years ago. Two years ago, Corey. I went two years ago. Mm -hmm. Two, three years ago. The first time, and it was so cold. Okay, check all in. Anyway, it was so cold, and I thought the people were gonna be mean there, but they weren't. It was Chicago. You know what's funny? It Chicago. It was Chicago. I couldn't stand. People in New York were not mean. We just don't You're have not. time. We don't have time. Yeah. For your for the BS. Yeah. You don't have time. Yeah. Like, don't walk seven people in a row on the street <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning. I gotta go to work. I don't have time. Don't come up from the subway and stand at the top of the steps. Guess what? You're gonna get pushed. I gotta be at work in five minutes, and you're you're really holding me up right now. Yeah, this is mentality. People people in New York get a bad rap. Like, I need you to move a little quicker because I got this. Valuable. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell but you. It wasn't. Or it wasn't. I need me in a rush it, to go nowhere. Yeah. But it wasn't way, New York, it was Chicago. Okay. Chicago um, was the big one. Uh, yeah. You know, Corey, when you, coming from Hawaii, you were talking about a little bit of that culture shock. Um, could you, could you share a little bit more on that? Like, did you have an experience that were, were you checked or, or, you know, were you frisked or did you? I, um. With the people as well. It's not just police officers, but just the people as well on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I haven't, I was speaking to Tara the other day, and, you know, I've had my run-ins with police just driving, like, driving situations, and they weren't extreme, like, what we've seen right. on TV. I've had officers pull me over for speeding no more than 15 miles over the speed limit at 7 o'clock in the morning trying to get my son to school, and he was a complete douchebag for no reason, no reason at all. Right. You know, just straight power trip mm -hmm. and i even had an officer my two friends that are here with me now we were coming back from their wedding like tasting mm -hmm. and we got pulled over it was like in the in, it was like pitch black we were in some high sedity ass neighborhood in the dark trying to make a left turn and i'm looking at my phone and we got pulled over mm -hmm. and i didn't have my current insurance with me karina check your messages me no karina Oh, and I was shaking. I was, yeah, I was me. scared. And the officer asked me, he was like, I can't remember. He kind of, it was along the lines, like, are you nervous? Are you okay? Am I making you nervous? And I was like, yeah, like I couldn't even, like, I'm literally like, yeah, yeah. Like I couldn't well, I even pull was up the insurance on my phone. He, and he's like, yeah. was he me? Okay? Was he mean or was it a present or was what, it just a what stigma? What is that term that you use? His command was, presence? He commands presence, which I felt <laughs> like sometimes, you know, it's not necessary. 
Very interesting. Right. It's it, uh, it, it's it. You need it to an extent, necessary. but yeah. If if somebody is not displaying a ten or a seven, you yeah. know you don't need to be there. But you always the the opposites are always going to be one step higher. But you're pretty chillaxed. Yeah. Can for I? For you to be shaking, for you to be shaking, Corey yeah. makes me yeah. wonder. Like, what did he? Can I finish? Well, once yeah, he did ask me and I did express myself to him, he kind of stepped back a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He took a step back and he was like, okay, well, I, he was like, I'm sorry, or like, that wasn't really his intention. I just want to make sure that you he can apologized. drive. Yeah, I want to make sure that you, you're you supposed to be on the road. He checked my driver's license. I didn't pull my insurance up and he let us go. Mm-hmm. But I was literally like shaking, like <laughs> uncontrollably. I couldn't even put my password in. Yeah, I can see you doing on, that. On, on, see on, you. Uh, on an iPhone. Like. iPhone. So can I ask, so Tara, you were just talking about how when you're assessing a situation, you were like, you're saying seven or 10. So you're assessing it from a one, one to 10 scale. Is that how they... Um, I mean, I just use a one to 10 because, you know, that how you train scale. Or- is that how you, I trained? Yeah. Does that change with every person that's training? I'm no longer there, so you would have to ask them how they're training. So you're you're basically saying that like it kind of everyone has a different way of training people, right? So it goes no, back. I went based on the controlled force and all that stuff. That's the that's that's a whole other topic. I don't want to get into that. I think before we jump back into what Tara, I don't want to come off topic. If I may, like. Uh, I just want to thank you again for sharing that, Corey. I, I know it can be a tense situation up there, and I, by no means I haven't been to the East Coast. I have been to the West Coast, and I've traveled throughout the world um, through fighting and whatnot. So it, it's different when you when you go to different it places. Really it really is. is. But he, the good thing he did, though, I'm surprised, is he apologized. And I, he said, he like, did. he didn't mean this. I mean, I, that was what like, you told me that that's surprised. But, yeah. you know, I will say, so Karino, check your text messages, here's Karino. The thing about I'm running my app on the here's the thing about moving because my friend should have called in. I uh-huh. learned a lot about hey if you guys gonna talk in me, yeah, let Corey talk here. She's trying to talk about stuff here. So sorry. No, no, no. So what I learned about so here's the thing about living in Hawaii and then moving here to the mainland. When I say here, I mean you know the mainland in general. Yeah, I've moved anywhere. I learned a lot. I know I live in New York of all places, the roughest, toughest, like grimiest place I could live. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what it is to be black and not just black, but like Mm. a black woman. Yeah. You know, and even growing up in Hawaii, I always identified as a black woman. And it's tough for me because it's weird because I'm mixed. Right. So people look at me and they see like, you're not, you're not full black. Yeah, right, right. People ask me and they're like, what are you? And I'm like, I'm black. And this is no matter who you are. We're good at like seeing like all the different. Yeah. And they're like, well, you're not full black. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, I know, but I don't, I don't want to get into it. I'm I'm a black woman. It's like that one drop rule for me. I'm black, you Uh, know, and it's easier for me to identify as black because my, the way my presence, I command a room as a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure if you know what that means, but. No, I understand. No, I do. Yeah. yeah like I command the room. Blacker, my presence. <laughs> yeah. Like my presence is of a black woman. Yeah. Right? And it's a strong presence. I've, it's I've, a strong I've, presence. And <laughs> I had to learn about the culture 
And I had to learn like what you, what you were talking about when it was just you and Reno. Yeah. They don't teach people that in school. Yeah. Tulsa. I had to learn about Tulsa. Yeah. Yes. I'm a boyfriend. Yeah. I learned that like maybe a year or two ago. Yes. I learned that from a boyfriend. Yeah. I learned about so many and I'm ashamed. And I would say like, I would say things like I'm ashamed because I don't know that. The history. Which I shouldn't be because. Yeah. Because it's I mean, denied from us. It's denied from us. It's, it's it almost is, but as a person, you should know your culture. Like we know about yeah. slavery. No, but here. What so this happened? Is a, this is the thing I always say about like the history books that we had to read in high school. They gave us like when we talk about George Washington, it's like two chapters about George Washington, right? Yeah. And then slavery comes up, and it's like a fucking paragraph. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, we're so ashamed and afraid to talk about it. You know, like how are we gonna teach these sixteen-year-olds about being oppressed? And it's like we're being oppressed by teachers now we understand oppression you know it's a lot it's a lot and a hard subject for sure and i want to share something the main reason why i'm here with you guys and why i agreed to come on the show is i want people to know that this goes past george floyd yeah it's deeper than what people may think it has to be a change from our government from our community where we put our money. And I'm not just saying with black people, with yellow people, polka dot people, like LGBT, like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it needs to, there needs to be a change in, in the way our system is run. Mm -hmm. Where we need to be aware of where our money is going. And we have the power, we have the voice. We as the people can determine where, how things are run. And you know, money makes the world go round. Yeah. You see all these companies, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And to me, call me what you want, say what you want. Part of me thinks it's all marketing. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like a lot of them really give a- Especially about. right now. You see all those stupid girls on Instagram with the freaking half black face and they're acting like they're like support. Wait. Hold on, I think Corey touched on something very, very. Uh, sorry, brother. She touched on something very, and that's what we see on the conservative side. We see people say that about the BLM, and we try to ask, could you elaborate more on why you think that? And and that's a very powerful share. I mean, I know we're kind of off topic here, but could you share that? It's very hard to ask someone like me a question like that, and I say that. Cause just, I don't have facts. As simple as you can. I don't have facts and I'm going to speak just based yeah, on from your heart. From your heart from I'm going to speak based on my heart and based on emotion. Yeah. I work in the corporate world. Okay. Right. And I work with corporate people, whatever, however you want to take that. And I see the way people strategically move to benefit what is good for them. Themselves like greed the greed and what's good for them. No one wants to lose out on money. Uh-huh. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Do you know how much money they're going to lose out on if they don't support this movement? Yeah. They're not only losing the black vote or the black dollar, yeah. they're losing all the millennials that are on to whatever this is that's going on right now. Right, right. 
Do you feel like the movement has, has been hijacked already? Because I kind of feel like... To a point. Right? Like, for me, yeah. it's, like, it's like, as a person that's not Black, that wants to support, all I want to do is voice my thing about awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And then step out of the fucking way and let, let the Black voice be heard. And, yeah. you know, and I just shut the fuck up. I'm a white man. I should shut the fuck up at this point. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like well, that kind of feeling of... That's where I'm, that's my approach. That's all. It's like my Well, as someone of color, that's, you know, yeah. what I would say to you is if you want to make a difference, continue to do what you're doing. Uh-huh. Try to educate the people around you to the like history and what is going right? on. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, talk to the people around you. You may right. know a hundred people, but out of those hundred people, you may only get through to five. Right. But those five people are going to then talk to another hundred people who are then going to reach five. Mm -hmm. And it's like a spider web. It's going to multiply or it's like, it's contagious. Yeah. You know like I mean? like a virus. It's like, a <laughs> you know, and yeah, that's right. the least that, and that's what you can do. And that's a lot. And that's, and to be honest with you, this right here, this platform, it's, it's, it's a start, like it's a lot. This is, it's a, for me, it's appreciated yeah. because I felt like I, I was seeing some comments from my people, my fellow Hawaii residents that were hurting me because I identify as an island girl, mm. but I also yeah. identify as a woman of color. Yes. And for people to say like, oh, this is not our problem. Why are you getting involved or making jokes? And I'm like, this is not funny. Yeah, yeah, it's what not. Dif yeah. What differentiates a black person from someone else of brown skin color who was deprived of their land or of their rights or of anything? Like, what yeah. differentiates their, history, us? their culture, their fucking religion, their language, everything? It's nothing. So, fucking be like okay with that shit. Like, you know, yeah, it's no. just. So, like I said, my my main thing to come here was just to let people know, like, listen, I'm not here to fight about police and no, 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 you know, yeah. like, you know, all of that. I just want people to understand, like, this is deep, deep, like it, yeah. it's deeper. It's it's something that we really need to look into. And I'm I'm, you know, it hurts. It hurts. Like I've spent oh. nights crying, and well, the problem is when you leave a state. Deep. Yeah, when you leave a state, and then you go to the complete opposite culture, and you learn who like you truly are. Yeah, you go. Is it like twenty years or eighteen years? I thought I was this person, and yeah. really, this is my history. Yeah, <laughs> and unless yeah. you go through it, it's hard. This is the people of Hawaii. My family's a little biased too, because they're we're Asian, we're not yeah. of color. But I grew up with also, that too, girl. Please, but, but, I already but, know. No, right, right. But we also, yeah. you know, my my family. I'm sure they have World War II stories. You know, yeah. everybody has their struggles. You know, but um, with this whole thing, this is gonna trickle to Hawaii. I think, right? I mean, I think that's why this the um, George Floyd. He's the he's the difference. This one is different. This movement is different. For it's whatever a, what, reason, whatever it's reason, different. 
Well, I think it's because the video was blatantly clear that nine minutes of your knee on a neck. I mean, there's nowhere on that. But I mean, I we've we've all seen. I mean, I don't know what the news looks like on the island, but mm -hmm. I can tell you as someone who lives in the states, like I see the news. I've seen the Fidel Castro's. I've seen mm -hmm. all this other. Like that's the only name that can come to me right now. But okay. I've seen all of it. So the extremism and none of it makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think because people are tired of being in the house, people are getting tired being spoon fed BS. Yeah. People are broke. People yeah. are depressed. People and are all of that goes back to mental health. People are high. People health. are losing their mind. It's just layers on layers on layers of lots of things that are going on. And Breonna Taylor oh, and Ahmad. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name right now. The young man that was shot in Georgia. Arbery? Exactly. Um, oh, sorry. yeah. yeah that, that the one with um, the father and son? And yes. Like, it's just <laughs> layers on layers. <laughs> And it's just people are tired. Yeah, yeah, we are. I, th um, that that's a heavy share, and I think, Corey, I think we have we should talk a little bit more. Me, you, and Ollie, and we should talk a little bit more, and you should share some of that experience of transitioning from Hawaii into the mainland because a lot of people say that you don't know how it is, and they don't. I would love to they hear don't. that they don't. on a different on a different. Um, this adds to this Another right now, episode. more so like on, on what you have to share. Maybe we should connect more after that, after yeah. this. Sure. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. Going back to defunding the police, I just want to thank you Sorry, again. Off topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it was powerful. It was beautiful. We that. Like we knew we were going to touch on so many things just by pointing out one. We would definitely want to step up. We'll, we definitely want to step on topic to or stick uh, to the topic. We want to stay on yeah. topic. Yeah, right. and then we try and bring it back. Yeah. That's yeah. So, um, you get, going you back get to that, going back to that, again, Corey, so much yeah. for your share. Um, we definitely will be in touch with you, and we would love to just, you know, sit down. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I want to. talk a little bit more. And I would gonna, love to. And yeah. cover some of that, that transitioning um, culture shock, maybe should be the topic of the show. Yeah, for sure. I want to enlighten. Well, I think people from, yeah, back home, I think it's our job to be like, look, guys. This is what it, it's like. This shit's real, you know. I mean, I got called black out here, and I'm, I mean, when I'm when I'm darker, right? But I got black tie, a Mexican. I get spoken Spanish. I mean, you know. Hold up, let me tell you. I got called a nigger for asking somebody if they were leaving a parking stall. Oh. An yeah, old so, man. Let me tell you. And all I could do was laugh. What did you do? Serious? I laughed. Yeah. But yeah. not everybody's your personality. If, if you acted, acted the way he expected me to, and you live up to the stigma. Like, oh, you see? See? Typical stigma. Yeah. I get it. Because what you have to do is you have to outwork them. You have to yeah. do what they don't expect. Drive up and be like, excuse me, mister. Yeah. Are you leaving? He's like, excuse my language, but. Like, and then, oh, no. What do you do? That's something that we need to talk about. And I think that's something that, that we should feature you on on one of the, other, of the next shows. Yeah. For sure, Corey. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Yeah. Miss you. Thank you for tuning in. Guys, that you want to do like you wanna plug your fashion thing that you're doing, or like you huh? Want to plug your fashion thing you're doing, or anything? Not yeah, mine, know. but I would love uh, for everyone to visit. I would love people to support Black-owned businesses right now. We're, and just in general, there yeah. are a lot of great <laughs> artists out there. Um, a lot of good people. Um, I don't have my phone right now. Um, there is a like a specific 
Instagram page that oh, is that targeting certain women, certain. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, like certain groups, kind of group. color. Yeah, but yeah. I do have um, my sister, my soul sister here. Her name is Felicia Noel. She is a black designer. A soul um, sister. My soul sister. That's what I call her. She's not my blood sister, but I feel her in my. Oh, soul. okay, okay. Like a soul yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Is that my like a soulmate, best friend? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yes, okay. Com. She is a black designer. She's, you know, for me, she's well-known. I think she's famous, but um, she's done great things in the community. She helped young women, you know, see the, you know, whatever it is that they want to do. She has an internship program. You know, she's worked with Nike and all this great stuff. Um, But if visit her finawell.com and if people just support well just said um send up the text text me later and then yeah, yeah, yeah. um could you, and sure. then we'll, could you comment that in the comment section everyone if you guys are still tuned in thank you guys so much for supporting the brolo show could you please yeah. comment that in the comment section so we can yeah. look at that please sure. look at Corey jones post please everyone thank you again so much Corey. thank you guys so much thank you for hearing me thank you yeah. you. i miss you guys Corey. thank you i know we're at a six hour time difference so i'll call you later on i'll probably call you tomorrow if you're free okay sounds yeah. good bye guys enjoy bye. Corey. Take care. all right bye bye guys. bye, bye. bye. Okay, so going right. back to defunding the police, I mean, we heard some perspective from the East Coast, and I think what we want to try and tie it in was Tara's training with the, um, I guess, the security detail at these Sorry, casinos, right. yeah. at the Palazzo and the Venetian, and the use of force. However, moving forward, I think we're all in agreement, and if you're not, it's okay, that we need some form of reform. And I think the main thing that we need to notice is what Corey was stating is that state to state, Hawaii to East Coast, it's very different. We need to look at each precinct and look what's going on in that uh, community and see what needs to be changed. And I think we need a great amount of reform here in Hawaii. We also need a great amount of reform everywhere. So I think defunding the police is a bad term. And I think some of our comments are coming in and they're, some very so you powerful like, comments. You know, so you feel like um, it has to be on like each precinct? It's like I, I think it's state to state, uh, county by county. Okay, so. I really believe that. I don't think we should defund hey. somewhere where there's a high crime rate. Yeah. But okay. I definitely think that we need to reform. Yeah. We need and to have some form of reform, excuse me. And then now I'm starting to understand why people are saying defund because New York is spending $8 billion. You know what I mean? This is, it's a very difficult thing. Like what Tara was saying earlier, how people were, there's a high turnover rate. And then we were just talking about how, how, oh, they should use the money to, for something else, like education. And this is, and like, this is the point where I want to get to. I think we need to reform and to reform the police, we would need to keep the funding either same or maybe, maybe cut back. It really depends state by state. Yeah, that's what defunding means. Precinct. And I think um, I think people are misunderstanding like defund. You want you mean you want to take money away from the police? That's what it means is to so, take money away. That's no, what, no, no, no. No one's not understanding misunderstanding this. People are getting confused because they're like, oh, you're gonna take money away? That means there's no more cops and no more whatever. It's like no, like they're using all that money to militarize. That's all they're using it for. They're not helping anybody. The police aren't getting paid any better. That's why we got to defund. We got to put it in the education system. 
That is not the police department. That's in the schools. So we have to take that money, defund, and then put it in another place. So that's why I pull the ingredients with that term now. I don't I don't support the term defund. I, I support the term reform. And I think we need a lot of reform. And if we're gonna talk about allocating funds, I think we need to look into the police department. And if we're gonna add more processes to hire, more processes to fire, like that guy, uh, what's his name? Officer Chauvin, I don't wanna call him an officer. He has multiple offenses and people like that shouldn't be able to kept, be kept on. And I saw an article, I believe someone posted about it that he may have like a $1 million pension fund, even if he, because he took a plea deal. Mm -hmm. These things need to be changed. And if we are gonna hire better police officers and if Tara did say that it's a high turnover, turnover rate, we need to pay, pay these uh, police officers better. And we also need to implement better processes to oh, hire people to right. keep people on and also to take people take people off the roster as well, a and that's why i wish i could get my cop friend on because he just i just sent you um yeah, he, said, he said he's it says unable to join because you were previously removed by the host okay so get him back on and so yeah. i guess we're going to move forward with that i mean the technical difficulties i i think I laid that out uh, as clear as possible through message, and text, and email. But when we're going into defunding the police to try and stick to the topic for the for the sake of the show and the theme of the show, I think one of the main things is that people are misunderstanding defund the police from various yeah. different perspectives. And, and like I said, like I said, Ali, you're saying yes, you're saying no, okay. But I think we need reform. And if there is anything that we need to think about allocating funds from. And, and pushing into education would be more so career politicians. And I think we need to look into that. We have career politicians that help sign in Joe Biden, the 94 bill, which okay. helped imprison one out of three black men. And I know we don't want to use statistics here because it oh, can be skewed, but that is something oh, that I would up. like to look into. Hold up, Bruno. Like you're talking defund the politics? Like that doesn't even make any sense. Hmm? What are you talking about, like defund politics? No, what I'm saying is, is I think we need to relabel re that term and say reform. I think we need reform, and I think we need so, to talk about allocation yeah. of funds. You know, Can we, we have okay. a guest coming on. Yeah. Okay. So we know we're talking about. You want to change the word from defund to reform, right? Reform, mm -hmm. right? What's part of reforming shit is like defunding certain things. Defund falls under reform. We are talking about reform. Yes, but I understand what you. I understand what you're saying by saying that there's a there's a, Ali, Ali, excuse me. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, what I'm saying is that there's a huge misunderstanding coming from my perspective and coming from my conservative perspective. People yeah. are talking. People think that defund means get rid of the police, and what we see from this perspective is that people are trying to get rid of them for whatever reason and you because can just, it you, depends on like what your that. article is and that's all i'm stating i'm not saying that i'm against you feel, like, you feel like we're trying to get rid of the police uh, no, all i'm saying is i'm just sharing a perspective right okay so that's right you just kind of show that side of like people right that's all i'm trying to say you're over here trying to yeah, cram yeah. things down my throat and my ears i'm just like wait hold no, on no, no, i'm just really asking I'm yeah, here with that's you. Why i'm just trying to like figure it out and everything yeah I'm, I'm here with you we had this conversation I, before yeah, and it's like, I, you know, like, because some things it's like we're going to talk about where it's like we're trying to show a side, 
that we might I'm gonna not... have my, I'm gonna have my people call in and if they can't get in then I'm just gonna tell them to um, to get off okay I think I think we have someone I'm, on right now and yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the other ones to call in the two anonymous is Victor on I don't know I've been trying to get him on. and, I, and oh, alpha hi. all right Woo! Oh, hey. oh my god thank God I'm getting into it too man okay I'm so sorry, guys. I'm I'm so technology illiterate. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Welcome to the okay. Brolo Show. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say uh, thanks for the opportunity to let me come on. Um, I like what you said, Reno, in the beginning. I think you nailed it when you said, if we can't get together as people get along and talk about these things, then I mean, uh, even the people that don't get along, I mean, how are we gonna how are we gonna figure this out? How are we gonna talk? And um, also, is it Ollie? Yeah, Oliver, yeah, Ollie, whichever, yeah. Yeah, and um, and I appreciate you doing the research and like um, doing the history and, and looking in that, that way people can be like educated and see how everything started and see how we've evolved and why everything is here. And also Tara's uh, input, you know, cause Tara and I used to um, uh, work together. Yeah. And um, so I can see she, she's uh, with her training and her perspective she's taking the security team to another level, which is something, you know, I appreciate um, uh, that outlook. So yeah, thank you guys so much for just letting me on and be a part of this. Yeah, yeah you. Coming on, man. We really want, we appreciate your opinion and your voice, you know, like I'm just here trying to just learn too. So hopefully everyone else is here for the same thing kind of, so yeah. Yeah, all right. Can we, all right. Can we do like a little background, like, yeah, sure. Um, well, just, just to remain anonymous, uh, I'm a post-certified officer for Nevada. Um, been in the job for approximately five years. I'm actually a first-generation immigrant. I was born in uh, Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, grew up in, grew up in uh, poverty. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I grew up uh, eventually in a single-parent home. I, I understand racism. Um, I understand the whole thing that racism exists. Uh, um, the only thing uh, that I disagree with, that I don't believe it's systemic as a person of color, being a minority and growing up um, as a minority, I have experienced some hurtful things directed towards me, but I feel um, as some of you guys are commenting earlier, it's fair to paint everyone with the same broad brush. I think individually, some people are ignorant um, and they just need some help. You know what I mean? But as a whole, to label a whole group of people, a whole department racist to me is, um, I don't think the data even supports that. Interesting, yeah. Um, so how would you, um, so like, um, how do you feel? So a lot of people feel like it's like a, like the whole system thing and then you feel like it's not the system so do you um what's how, how am i supposed to word this it's like where do you think the racism is coming from i guess i believe it's an, on an individual basis i think like i said racism is real i mean i have firsthand i've actually when i worked with tara that that's probably the one of the times i experienced it and it was very hurtful the most it but, was the most at the job yeah yes yeah. And I was like taken back, you know, you get that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I don't think I've had my feelings hurt that bad in a long time. And, but his five friends were sitting there looking at him like, dude, what's your problem? Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? So uh -huh. out of that whole group, 
his, the race don't matter. Him and as an individual was just being ignorant. You know, um, I think unfortunately nowadays this, the culture is pushing identity politics and that mm -hmm. takes us, takes away the power of the individual, the power of, hey man, Ollie, you can be whatever you want to be. No one can stop you. No, no racist jerk is going to stop you from becoming, you know, the baddest radio host in Hawaii. You know what I mean? No, no comments are going to bring you down. So when you paint us all with a broad brush, you take away our power. You know, if, if we do that, you know what I mean? It takes away the power of the individual. Tribal, tribal identity, right? You're talking about tribal identity, right? Group identity. Correct. Correct. Um, and interesting that you, that you say that, Reno. You know, I have a, I have a neighbor. His name is Joseph. Um, we were talking last week. Mm. Um, he was, his name, he's from Uganda. Uh, and his wife, wow. uh, right now she's battling some things in the hospital. She's from Rwanda. So they migrated over here. And, uh, you know, I, I always try to help him out when it just because of what he's going through. We know he's a great guy. Um, he used to work at Executive Airport and he met a, he's met a lot of high profile people and talked to a lot of important people. And he's a history buff. And he calls me and he goes, he's looking for a tool. So I'm like, hey man, what's going on in the world today? He's like, I don't know. You know, if America goes, where are we gonna go? He says, you know what I mean? Cause he's been, he's from Uganda. So he's had some exposure, some experience. And uh, so an interesting perspective. And he goes to me, he's like, you know, 34 years ago, he said, we used to have freedoms in Uganda. We used to have the right to, to protest. We used to have the right to be heard and tell a certain group of people um, around the age ranges of 30, it became almost impossible to have a conversation, he said. Mm -hmm. If you had a different opinion to, to what they had, um, they didn't listen, violence ensued, and finally a, a dictator came in, you guys probably heard him, Joseph Coney came in and killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So he told me, uh, on tribalism, he said, you think racism is bad? He said, no, try tribalism. Tribalism is horrible. If you, if you identify with one group, people hate you. If you support you. Person, people hate you. Yes. Just because you're part of this tribe. He's like, he's seeing elements of tribalism. And um, that's what chilled me to the bone. But that's also why I feel so appreciative being on a show like this, where it's like, look, we need to be able to talk from all sides, all colors, all professions, and put the truth out. Just, yeah. Amen, man. That's Thanks. my that's my thing, right? Um, is that why don't we listen to the stories from the people that we know, and not the media editing things? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, like when we do our own research, people that read and research their own material will come to their own conclusion and their own decision. But if you're just gonna believe everything you see, you're not forming your own decision. Yeah, you're being influenced. Like. I feel like a lot of people are just, you know, they hear, they watch that same TV program that always shows them that one perspective and then they just regurgitate whatever they heard. I know, and there's list. a video, there's a video of, of an officer that um, take down, it was by uh, Lobby 2 and um, you don't know the checkpoint. Anyway, um, yeah, Victor on. And, yeah, Victor, Victor's on, Victor knows where Lobby 2 is, but there's a, uh, on YouTube there's a video and the way the media publicized it was like our officers just stood there during headlights you know mm -hmm. but yet they don't get our side of the story that no that was an officer's trained to do that right now based on the situation this is what the officer trained to do yeah. you know right. that's why i tried to get like victor in where we hear from people that i trust people that i know 
versus somebody that a stranger on the TV that is trying to brainwash me. <laughs> so, Vic, if we since we have Victor on, maybe we ask him what's his thoughts about defunding the police? Yes, exactly. Uh, I believe it's it's a dangerous avenue to take um, to defund the police because if you want to break it down. Um, the cities with the highest rates of uh, police brutality or questionable uses of force mm. are don't mean to get don't mean to get political, but usually democratically run, and are underfunded. And like Tara was saying, wow. underfunded, you're going to be undertrained. You're going to make more boneheaded mistakes in a job where it's going to cost you or somebody else. So oh, wow. can I stop a little bit? Can we? Can we? Can we? Sorry, Ollie. Can we let him keep going? Sorry. Okay. Oh no. So no, yes, uh, that's okay. why I think I think this this movement of defunding is is dangerous for the whole country. I get the passion behind what people are saying. Hey, look, take their money away, put it somewhere where it belongs. But you're not reading hit. You're not you're not understanding history. The mm -hmm. last time, the last time, approximately a hundred years ago, 1925, the Schutzstaffel, that's the SS, was founded. That it's it, to to me to, to know it's about a hundred years ago. And one of their pushes was to defund their police, let riots ensue, bully the citizens, kill citizens to to push a political agenda. That's wow. scary, man. And that that is terrifying. That's and, terrifying. And that's way before your the Hitler that you know. That's that's 15 years before we even got to the war. And um, so defunding the police to me is not is not it's not the way to go. I think educating the people is the way to go. Yeah. So um, Victor, I had a question, right? And then. Because you were saying how most of the most of the states that are underfunded are democratic and right and like whatever that kind of thing, but I was just describing how NYPD is eight billion dollars. I think they're democratic. LAPD, California, that's democratic. They had a billion. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? That that sounds okay, like a lot of money to me. That, that that's a good question. Now you also got to look at policies and the way uh, people are run because if you if you tie officers' hands like Tara can, can tell you about this. There's a lot of good training the Venetian, especially now that she's running it. Mm -hmm. But if oh, I, left, I, left, I left, I left, I left, I left, I left, I left. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, you know how it was. But when your hands are tied by the the admin upstairs, right? In this case, would be the admin will say your mayors, your your governors, if they don't let, allow you to do your job, well. You're not going to be able to stop the crime how you should be. Those funds are just being wasted. Okay. Do, so, do the mayors have a say in how the money is being used? Well, the at the at the admin level, absolutely. It's all city council. At the admin level, uh -huh. is where it was decided to Heavy. abandon the precincts that were burned down in, in Minneapolis. That was at an admin level. The police didn't want to stand down. They were told to stand down and leave, let it go. So. The police yeah, want to stand. No. Wow. But when you, Dude, when you share it, well, well that's, that's the problem is that there's no way, and you know this, Victor, there, there's no way you would ever say, okay, we're going to fight this. Knowing what we know on how operations operates, they're going to let the building go. They, there's, no, there's no other way around it, right? Um, when, it, when they break the building down. They, they they let it they they they, they were well, but Victor said they, they were, were commanded they they were yeah told. they were told yeah 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 because the corporate the, the people above them the corporate level city council the yeah mayor. yeah okay 
Those guys. So, uh, Victor, I just want to kind of carry carry this on where you're going. So, what would be the solution to this situation? You were talking about education. You're talking about reinforcing family values. If if if, if I may, I'm kind of like putting words there. But do you think that we need to look into what we're doing on that city council, that mayor, that governor level, that would better influence or better impact? The police department do you think that's something that we need to look into absolutely and i think that where that starts and how people will say you have to get involved i know people don't like to talk about politics but you have to get out and vote you have to educate yourself on your constituents oh. on, on that are running because if they hold oh. the values if they have the track record the, uh, of the values that you hold then maybe it's someone you want to put in office but i think as a generation sometimes and i was very guilty of it we get lazy of it and we're like oh. ah well, it doesn't affect me down here. Well, it's it's trickling down. It's starting to. But how do you how do you do this though, right? Like this is the this is what I cannot. This is that's the topic that I I can't seem to ever win, is go and vote because the last election proved that the popular votes don't count. You know. You've got so to get into. That, that, that's I the know, whole other topic. That, the electoral college. Right. Correct, correct. Yes. Yeah. So, so that would. You be know. So it's so hard. It's so hard for me to tell people the best thing you can do right now is vote because their thing is our voices don't matter yeah and i'm like how do i how do i tell you guys that okay yeah the electoral college is this right it's a whole other topic but you need to vote you know there was this Lo video locally. that went out yeah locally, locally right? yes locally locally yes yeah. yes yeah you, yeah, you. yes you, go. you know it's like all this is going on and we forget that we're in an election season you know, all this is going on with an election season. So you need to go out there and vote for your people. Mm, you have absolutely. to vote the right people in power. But you know, it's hard because they think our vote doesn't count. And that's I what we think. try. I'm trying to tell people: vote. You want to make a change? Vote. Right. Ali, I think you want to you wanted to say something. Could you could you share? I just wanted to ask Victor a little bit more um, about like um, with. Uh, so you're against defunding. So is it like, are you for reallocating kind of thing or like? No, um, because you mean reallocating the funds as into somewhere outside the police department? Or like, is if you let me just put it in a perspective of, I just see like NYPD is going to take in $8 billion and they keep saying that the problem's not going to change. I can't, that's what I mean by reallocate, like within the, yeah, within the structure. Yeah. And Are let you me, asking let me tell you. Go ahead, Tar. Let, no, I don't know. I was going to ask. Are you asking reallocating within the department or reallocating yeah. outside the department? Uh, just inside the department. Let's just go with that right now. Well, look, I think we honestly need to think about PD reasonably. It should, um, the funds can't be distributed across the board without regard to crime rate. That's one thing. So you have to look at the crime rate of each city and each department on a case-by-case -case basis has to know how to uh, conduct their training and how they spend their money. Now, the funding is not gonna get any cops any better training. Um, I think the root of the problem is lies in, and I'm touching, I will touch on it at the end more, Reno brought up a good point about family values. A lot of things are gonna end up there. Um, when we talk more about educating, we can just, a lot of the movement, why, why are we talking about defunding the police? Let, let's 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 what's what's why are we talking about that because people believe what does the public believe that people that cops are, are racist are racist and they're and not they're, doing their job right 
they're gunning down yep. black people mm -hmm. uh, indiscriminately for no reason. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's a lie. Okay, we have a lot of we have a lot of data and statistics that we can read, and these aren't necessarily conservative leaning um, sources. Um, New York City, for example, um, black males make up 23% of the population, um, and yet they account for 50% of police stops. Okay, so is that racist? No, that's a lazy mind without thinking about multivariate analysis or data statistics. Okay, black males, just the stats you need to look So you have to think multivariate analysis. You mean you have to think about this through the data and statistics because if you're just going to look at the numbers, I just want to hear the numbers of it right there. So if 23 that black males make up 23% of the population in New York City, correct? 23%. Okay. 23%. Yeah. 50% of uh, police stops um, are with black males. So that sounds like it's racist, like you're kind of targeting black males. Okay. Right? It sounds kind of racist. Okay. You're going to 50% so. of your car stops are 23% uh, uh, right. of your priorities. So okay. percent of the population gets stopped half the time. That sounds so racist. Now, let's, look at this. let's look at this analysis. Black males commit 75% of all the violent crimes in New York City, okay? White males make up 34% of the population, yet account for less than 2% of all shootings in New York City. So as police officers, what is our job? It's a lot, and we have to confront crime. So if a certain demographic or population is um, in charge of 75% of the crimes, you're going to have more police contact. Okay, so well, people say, well, how can I trust these statistics? I mean, well, it's from the Department of Justice during the Obama era point uh, uh, with Obama era appointees. So that's not at all uh, wavering on our side. Those are just the stats, and those aren't necessarily people that were pro police. Um, here's another. Here's another statistic. That, like that, this, this is this is like blown out of proportion. And if you look at it's, the numbers, it's you not guys. You guys are right on the money with everything you're saying about the sensationalism of the media, and that's where we got to be careful. So I you have, that. but then you also agreed with the historical aspects of it too, right? So, oh yes, look, look, America, just like any nation, like still targeted wait, because wait, wait. of history. Let them answer the question. Let them answer. Let them answer, Ollie. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, did you did you have a question, or do you want me to keep going? I, yeah, I, would, I would like personally. That was, that was my question. I had Ali was asking about the history of the police. Do you agree with the history of what it started with with America? This is what I agree with. Not what I asked at all, but sure. Just, um, just talk. No, no, and, and like, and, and you're right. Look, that's a fair question, okay? Because a lot of people will get hung up on our history. And the truth is, of course, America has sin in their history. And, and not, at, not at all are we ever condoning the sins of our country. But... Um. Because we are, we are men. We are stained in the heart. We are imperfect. We're always going to be. There's no such thing. There's never been a perfect country. How about thank you, America, for ending slavery? You're going to tell me the majority of whites are racist when six six hundred thousand white people died in the Civil War, when the white white people and I'm not even white. White people oh, ran the Underground Railroad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, white people and a majority at some point. Had to had to vote for civil rights. Um, Victor, I want to ask yeah. how many Native Americans died creating this country? 
uh, a lot. And and here we're gonna get we're gonna get into politics if we talk about Native Americans because now we're talking about what party is the party of racism and which one isn't. So that's another topic. A lot of Native Americans died wrongfully, and again, the same people that killed the the, the slaves or that were for slavery were the same ones that killed the Native Americans. Okay, so. We're not at all excusing the sins of our country, not at all. We understand that, but we have evolved to the greatest nation. It's the greatest nation to be a minority. The greatest day of my life was out when I was finally able to raise my right hand and swear in and become a U.S. citizen. Now I was able to work. Dude, I was able to get a driver's license. I mean, I, I was so happy. April 6th of 2007. That was one of the greatest oh, days of my life. Smokes. And uh, yes. And I, I couldn't be happier to be an American because I don't have this future in Mexico. I can't do what I do here in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have the same opportunities. I just don't. And I love Mexico. I love, I love my family. I love my culture. Um, but I'm an American, you know? Yeah. And, um, Amen, and, I, under and I understand what comes with it. So um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, Ollie. I think that was a great question. I think. Uh, yeah, you, you touched on some stuff with it too, but um, I guess I still want. I was, so like, so then like, um, um, that would be like the immigrants' perspective on the United States history compared Correct. to people that have descendants that are descendants of slaves, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I feel like they get to have a voice that kind of overrides everybody else's voice because they built this country for free. Okay. I can see what you're saying, but here, here's what I think, my friend. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to go up in arms because I feel that this part where I live right now used to belong to Mexico and the white man stole it from me. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Right, right, right. I yeah. It's another whole thing right there. Yeah. Which is related. Which is related to that whole system. Well, that's like the Hawaii exactly. sovereignty. That's just like the Hawaiian sovereignty. Yeah, this is uh, Hawaiian. Hawaii was overthrown. Hawaiian, yeah. right? Yeah, my man. That's why it goes back to why people are saying that the system is racist. So you don't have to be any race. The, your race doesn't even matter. The system is built on racism, is what the whole argument is. Right. And at some point, at the, in that time when this when this great country was founded, I mean, racism, uh, I mean, slavery was practiced by every nation at that time. But right, America be the yeah, ones that right. did it. We are the ones that ended it. And we, we stopped we at six. profited a lot through the slave trade and through free labor. We made a lot of free money. 100% profit these fucking plantation owners got. 100% profit. You're not paying your oh. workforce. Oh, and like I said. We made money you know what i mean oh i hear you and, and, I, and I, I feel your plight but i've never even whatever my people have suffered my personal people have suffered i i i haven't suffered it all i've experienced here in this country besides a couple of isolated incidents was love and acceptance i can only speak for my individual experiences being in this great nation um mm -hmm. I mean, and from every race, you know what I mean? Oh, there's good people that I, I'm- But like, but your your demeanor is different, right? Your your approach is different. Like one of my best friends out here, he's just turned 50 and he's a black guy. And I okay. asked them the same thing. And I was like, do you feel that you are profiled? He goes, I was lucky. I never felt what these guys are feeling. 
So he's 50 years old, black, um, you know, from the East Coast too, Pittsburgh. Right. And and he was like, I never felt that way. But I think it's because a lot of it is your approach too, right? Like like the Hawaiians. Your like, mindset. It's their right, like, but there's certain things that you're just not gonna do to them. And like Mauna Kea is a good protest, right? That they went out to protest because that's something they still believe in and it's the last one of the last things they have. So I think a lot of it comes to is how we approach the situation too, right? You don't yeah. come in guarded in defense, you know, of uh, you know, right. you don't you come in more open armed. Yes. So I think you're so receiving more open armed. Yeah. We never we never say, hey, we, we're not we're not trying to hide. I mean, this this country has sin. We of course America has sin. We right. and, and no one's gonna hide that. We're 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 admit, we're admitted to it, but it doesn't I'm change that. I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. No, it just doesn't change to me what America ultimately stands for. What it's right. all I can speak for is what it's done to me, the people I've grown up with, the opportunities it's given me, um, and that's all I can speak on. You know what I mean? The opportunity you guys, you all us right here, can sit here and talk freely, be right. friends, and you know, share the love and share the message. Not and kill each other. That's America, man. That's America yeah. to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I go to, and there's white, black, brown. There ain't no hate, dude. It's like everyone's cool. And then the media says like there's racism. And I'm like, I just went to the store and to the gym, and there's no one. I don't right. feel it. I don't I, see it. Yes, I understand. I totally, yeah, I relate to you on that part. Yeah. I Thank know you, what you're Victor. That was that was a powerful, powerful share. I would like to hear what else you said. There's something towards the end. Could you could you go into the end? What you mentioned? You said there's some, we're moving towards family values. We're moving to the education system. We're looking into maybe we should look at who are our politicians. Who are the people we put in power to enact laws? Can you? Can you go wherever you're, where you're trying to go with that? Um, yeah, absolutely, Reno. I, I believe, and I heard this from someone I, I, I like a lot, is uh, there's a, a God-shaped hole in the heart of America right now, okay? There's a, there's a God-shaped hole in the heart of America. Um, right now, there's a bunch of people crying out for social justice, trying to find out what's right, and they're trying to find North without a compass, okay? Yep. They're, not, they're not looking up, okay? Um, we, we, what it, and not to get too religious, but it's unfortunately- It's so weird, I have, a, right I have a tattoo of that, yeah. Share freely, Victor, please share freely. Yeah. This is, a, this I is going great, I, I love it. We're staying on topic, thank you. And, and thank you, and then I just think at this point in, in our history, where we are right now, this is historic, what we're going through right now in this country, where we can't avoid the conversation anymore. It's political. It's religious. It's family value. It's everything. There's a like affected. It's it's everybody affected. And that's why me and Ollie thought about creating this show. And keep going. Sorry, Victor. Keep going. Oh no, not at all. You're good. Um, but um, one of the things I feel we can we need to do with our family to sit down our children and then again get away from identity politics. Remind your children. Teach them the importance of the individual. Because that Jesus taught us that he loves us each individually, no matter our sins. We've messed up. He knew we'd mess up. That's why he came and died for us, right? Because we, he knew we just stuck. We were born into a world of sin. We were born in an evil, but we we're redeemable. This country has sin, but we've redeemed ourselves. Okay? We've ended it. And now you got to remember each person is is special. I'm not, I'm not going to label this person bad or racist because one of his buddies did something wrong 
I'm going to judge everyone individually on a case by case basis. I can't paint everyone with the same brush. That's the power of the individual. We can't label people anymore. Well, we need more people like you out there, right? That can be completely unbiased. And, and I can and, look at and look at a situation and, and not completely profile, right? As soon as you get to the scene and stuff like that, right? And you know, think, very I, neutral. It's getting to the family value part. Thank you, Tara. That was that's a great point to state. On point, girly. Yeah, you. There you are. That was you on Saturday. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Victor, keep going, man. Keep sharing, Tara. Perfect point. Thank you. No, yeah, I, I no, and that's it, man. I just, I believe we we got to remember. This has happened in history before. My my brother from Uganda, the way he he chilled me to the bone about a hundred years ago. This is happening, and it it's. It's like we all fall into the same pattern. History repeats itself for those who don't learn it, right? If if you lose right. your way, you, you, I mean, you think you've seen, you think this is new under the sun. This has happened before where people try to revolt. People try to think there's a better way. No, you know, remember the family values, the importance of the individual, teach people to love each other, be kind to one another. It's really that simple. It sounds cliche, but I mean, and, and like, I, I appreciate you, Kara, Tara, saying that, you need more people like me, but I can attest that my brothers and sisters that I work for share the same thing. I mean, there, there's men out there that I just, I feel like like a boy when I look at some of these men, the way they love their, their wives, they, the way they love and care for their children, the values see, they- that's not, that's not publicized, right? That, it, it, that, 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 that commodity is not publicized. That, that, that culture is not publicized. It won't be, yeah. That's why we need people like you to come out of hiding and let us know what's going on on, on beat, you know? And like Reno and like Reno and uh, Ollie said, we are, we are people. We are just like you. We are your neighbor. We are your gym buddy. We go with you to that CrossFit gym. We go to you to that martial arts studio. We are that same, per we, we, we're just another person just like you. I'm not a badge number. You know what I mean? People, as soon as I walk up to their car, immediately what they see is a uniform. And they look at me like I'm some stormtrooper. And not until they give them a chance to talk, you know, oh, like, okay, this guy's kind of nice. He's all right. You know what I mean? So we yeah. got to teach people yeah. to to judge us or, or talk to people as, on individual cases, educate them how to how to have police interactions, you know, um, follow directions. You know, it's it's simple. There are going to be cops that are bad. They're, they're, you're never going to have a, a time where there's not bad cops. Right. Why? Because human beings are human beings. Right. They're going to slip to the That's just the reality. That's another thing about understanding God, too. If you understand God, you understand that human nature is bad. Okay. You, you talked about the, the lying. Everybody has a potential for evil. And I, yes. I, I really like that because in Alexander Solzhenitsyn's book, The Gulag Archipelago, um, without getting religious, right? Like uh, he, he was calling back people to understand that the line between good and how do you rectify that line? Because even in the darkest hearts, there's a little bit of light. And then even in the lightest hearts, there's a little bit of dark. How do we correct that? How do we fix that? And that's why in the Gulag Archipelago, where Stalinist Russia, he was calling back to the Orthodox uh, Christian Church. But I mean, just sharing that, that was really uh, thoughtful of you to say that, which is interesting. That, that's an awesome point, Reno. I think self-reflection and be, besides self-reflection being one of the answers, self-reflection is also one of the most scariest things you can look at because sometimes you got to look at yourself and be like, man, am I an a-hole or am I a dick, you know, or was I wrong, you know, and if our ego is too big that we can't recognize when we've made an error, then we have no chance. 
You know what I mean? So I think self-reflection, an honest assessment of oneself, ask yourself, I mean, why are you, why are you a police officer? Like I said, by and large, I can speak for my brothers and sisters. They want to serve. They want to help. Yes. Um, so you don't see any corruption, but if you did, how would you handle it then? That's a great question. Thank you, Tara. That is that is a great question. What can we do to fix that? Because there's this uh that what they call it, the blue line, the invisible line. We got each other's back. Right. We're not, we're not gonna ride each other right. out. Right. So oh, what do we? Do? What do you do, Victor? Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys said that. I'll be honest with you. Um, there is a brotherhood, obviously, absolutely. But the first person to hold my feet to the fire would be my brothers, because they will not if if they truly care for me. They're not going to let me violate someone's rights. They're not going to let me do something wrong because ultimately, um, is it worth my career? Is it worth someone's life? That's right. what a true brother would do. A true police officer is not going to let you do something wrong. Okay. We hold each other accountable. Okay. When, we, when there's a wrong, when I was in field training and I messed up and, and, and I made like a small excuse, my, my field training officer, he's like, no, you effed up. You messed up. Period. End of line. And end of discussion. Right. And and, and and I get the brotherhood, right? I remember we had an officer who went out on the floor. And obviously you're gonna see things and you're gonna you're you know, I got the brotherhood, I totally get it. But there was this one officer in particular who would come to the scene, he was very irate to all the guests or to very to the vagrants, especially the vagrants, you know. And the vagrants have nothing to lose and everything to gain by going to jail. Three hots and a cock, right? So they sometimes try to go to jail because it's too hot or too cold. You know that, right? right? So oh, yeah. this one right officer, and I'm not a snitch, but this officer would constantly take the most compliant subject and bring them combative, you know, where we're going hands on. And finally we got to a call and he, he actually made contact with the subject. He was actually committing the battery, but of course he didn't tell our managers at the time, Hey, mm -hmm. Um, I got hit because I hit the guy first, but it was me and my partner that were on the scene at that time. I looked at him. I said, this guy's got to go, you know, I'm not a snitch, but he's got to go because he's going to kill somebody. He's going to, or he's, and my partner, I looked at him like, are we going to tell the truth or what are we going to do? Right. You know? And I left it into my own manager's hand. I said, I need you to start the video coverage at this time and ask me what voluntary you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Of course, he wants the full voluntary, you know, and I felt bad for ratting on him, but you are going to put somebody in cuffs that doesn't need, need to be in cuffs. We're going to false imprisonment somebody. You're going to be liable to the company. We're going to be in litigation. I might be on a call and be just guilty by association with you. It's not worth it. You need to go. Exactly. Exactly. So you got the right mindset. That is correct. Can I ask a question? So, I had a thing of, uh, that I wanted to bring up because it feels like it's related to that. And what do you guys think about decriminalizing certain things, crimes? You know, like, like marijuana? Well, like weed? Like which one? That's too late. That was weed, right? You know, like then what about gambling, prostitution, you know, like all these other ones? Like prostitution is not legal in the state of, I mean, in the Clark County. It's legal in the state of Nevada, but it's not legal in Clark County. Right. So they decriminalized it in Nevada. Right. Prostitution. Uh, right. Uh, right. And then so go ahead, Victor. Uh, um, that's a great question. Ollie. That's a very great question, dude. Thank you yeah, for asking. That, how do you guys, do you think that would help with like all this tension and fresh, you know what I mean? Like, 
I feel like, remember like back in the day, people were just getting caught for like a little bit of weed and like, it's just a waste of everybody's time. So even the officer would just be like, you know what, just, you know, throw it away and get out of here kind of thing. You know, that kind of thing. Well, I, I think, wait, I think wait, personally- Hawaii, Don't throw Hawaii people under the bus. I'm talking about <laughs> the continental United States. Well, I think personally, personally, you gotta look at it. Or they take no, you gotta look at it. You know what happened? You know what I'm about? You gotta look at it as a case. Don't tell them what state. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. No, you gotta look at it like on a Friday night, Saturday night in the state of Nevada, in Las Vegas, you're gonna have more fights, more domestics, more this. Yeah, on the Mondays through Thursdays, you might have like the little weed stuff. So what you might get away with on a Monday, you might not get away with. What you might get away with on a Friday, you might not get away with on a Monday. Because there's so many calls that you gotta go to. You gotta determine. I'm not gonna deal with this person right, with right. a little bit of weed when right. I got another fight going on. And it's a right Friday on. night, right? And so you gotta break right. that down, right? right. Victor, right. am I right? Right? Every it's different day to day. You never know what you're walking into, and you never know what you're walking away from. So does it feel like you guys don't have enough people on the streets too to do all of that? Yeah, Tara. Sometimes Tara, Sometimes we can't. We don't have enough cops. There's a high turnover rate. Some people aren't making the the cut. Some people are making the academy. You got people retiring, and crime sometimes is on the rise. You know, and and with times like this, you know, the tensions between us and the public goes up. So uh, not only that, with Corona, you get these these interesting times where you got people breaking into vehicles because you know, or or stealing more. It's just it, the. Everything policing changes and evolves. The crimes go up and down depending on the times, and you have to be able to adapt um, to the circumstances. Uh, going on your question about decriminalization, I mean, to me, the law is a law. That's why certain towns look nicer and better than others, and there are less crimes because we are we hold people accountable. Um, now, the whole thing with the weed, when we decriminalized it, yeah, there's you know, people didn't get hung up for weed but we got other problems people were robbing distilleries big time wow, I didn't know. Yeah, so the crime changes right so yes uh, criminals are very very uh tactful they're very right. sly they're they're you very good one thing and then another crime gets rampant so victor yeah. ollie victor said policing evolves and crime victor ollie's saying crime evolves is that true uh, yes, because they, they're constantly adapting to us. They're constantly adapting to our ways to catch them, uh, to uh, circumvent the And system. then you guys are constantly catching that. You guys are, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tennis ball. It's going it's back and forth. Oh, yeah. You guys know that's that the ball. Playing catch up. You're that's always like playing movie. catch up. Victor, yep. that's like that movie, uh, to, um, Catch Me If You Can. You know that one? <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio? It's a real story, right? Yeah, no, no, it, no, that, it was a really good story, yeah. The FBI had to hire him. Because he was great, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, he was great at what he did, which is a professional but criminal, yeah. It's really interesting about what we're getting at with like what's crime and what's, you know, like it really is kind of cat and mouse. It goes back to like the days, you know, remember when we would play that as kids? Yeah, right? exactly. Also robbers, you know, you just pick a side and it's fun, right? You know, like. I would always get caught, man. <laughs> I wasn't good at hiding. <laughs> I was a it's bad so liar. Funny. It's so funny because you're right. It seems so childish and simple, but really, that's how it is. Really, it really does kind of break down sometimes like that too. Yeah, yeah. like you're on yeah. the money now for sure. Victor, thank you so much too, man. Like I know I was like you know kind of nitpicking on things, and but you know like I really want to hear a good 
you, you have, you've, you know, like, I really like what you say, you know, like where you come from. And I respect a lot of the same things you're saying too. So thank you for letting me kind of I do have, that. I so have really, one, one. Not, not to get all biblical again, but the devil's advocate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wait, well, before right. we get to the question I want to ask Victor, I mean, I think Ollie mentioned something about, you know, could you do, would you want to share, Ollie? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I mean, if you don't, you were talking about spiritualism and yeah. you were concerned. I think Victor was saying, regardless of, I mean, you know, as Christians, you know, I'm a Christian myself, yeah. but you were sharing something about you were concerned about someone not having a religion or some kind of some yeah. form. Of spiritual. Yeah. Could you share that real quick? Uh, I'm gonna, I want to share that on another episode because, you know, what oh, I mean? yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's okay. a whole other thing that we can talk about, about what is religion and things like that. But it does relate into, you know, like religion is very important in people's but morals, values. values right? That, 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 um, do you guys think that this whole that. thing will come down to religion? Because what I tell people is if they can separate us by color, wait till they separate us by our religious beliefs. Uh-huh. Now that is a, that now that is true. Yeah. The other episode, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. again, again, that's why stay tuned, right? You know what I mean? So, but uh, but um, Ali, you don't want to touch on that? No, not not, not too I wanna, much. Well, like, I'm very open, like, spiritually, where like, I like. I'm more philosophical. I'm a philosopher. So um, I even tried to take classes in college and um, philosophers are really arrogant pieces of shit sometimes because they think they're above religion. You know what I mean? Like they have this thing where, but for me, I like all cultures and all perspectives and I want to learn about people and what they do. So I'm interested in religion that keeps me so open that I can't pick one. And I really like different values and, and what I notice is that everyone like you like you guys are pointing out everyone seems to point, um, share the same values right even if you're atheist like you know it doesn't even matter like values are very similar like let's not kill each other or uh you know like take care of your parents and they'll take care of you or you know just simple human shit that you know, everyone I think agrees on. This is a whole nother podcast right here. You can yeah, have a whole no, discussion on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I was just asking Ollie because Ollie was a little skeptical about certain people who didn't believe in anything. And um, I'm sorry that's, for you. That's a podcast, man. That, that's a different podcast. I just wanted to ask on that because there is some references to Christianity. There's some comments about Christianity yeah. going on right now. But then let's bring it back to this podcast. So we're talking think, about we're talking think, about uh, decriminalization, right? You know, we're talking about decriminalization. And now we're bringing religious values into this perspective, which is really important because this country is built on Puritan values, right? But then we yeah. also have immigrants who believe in all kinds of stuff, right? Including- I, I just wanted to hear your perspective, if you wanted to share on that, because some people were sharing that, you know, that's all. But um, yeah. I have one that's question a- talking, referring to the riot, yeah, and that. I want to ask Victor and use this chance to ask him this. Uh, can you talk about the policing practices we are witnessing with these riots tear gas, flashbangs, pepper spray, et cetera. What is the police perspective on how these crowds should be handled? Victor, Absolutely. That's a great, yeah, that's that's good, a yeah. great question. Um, <laughs> what, one thing before I, before I go into it is um, we gotta be careful because what we see online because people are editing videos on purpose, okay? Yeah. Showing the after effect and not showing how we got there. Right. That said, um, a policing, you got to understand a policing model for a peaceful protest is much different than the policing model for a riot. Okay. The mm. rules are 
okay? If you have a police, a, 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 if you have a protest, a peaceful protest planned, and again, that's our God-given right here in the United States, we can peacefully protest and we stand for the peaceful protest all the way. Um, if you have a group going into, towards a residential area and the police say to divert you, say, okay, you need to stop. You're gonna divert, divert this way, okay? Because, okay, you have, you have to protect people's property. Like you spoke about earlier, you gotta protect their homes. Um, we have to, because you don't want no one rioting or, or like protesting in your streets. Things can go bad. You know, you gotta protect the kids in the neighborhood, all that stuff. So most, most protesters are very friendly and they listen. You have these individual protesters go out there and say, hey, look, stop, listen, listen to the cops. We're gonna write, we're, we're gonna go this way. Um, follow directions, we're gonna go this way. Once in a while, actually it's happened a lot these past couple of weeks, you'll have a small group of people that are trying to incite violence and say, you know, F the police, screw them, we're gonna go where we want and they don't wanna follow orders, okay? The peaceful protests will go their way. You'll have a group, you'll have a group that'll sit there and, and police will give their commands, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna divert down the street or clear the street because of curfew or whatever, or else we're gonna use less lethal munitions, okay? You're gonna give warnings. We have to give warnings. This is all recorded, these are all our policies, okay? Right. If you do not clear these streets, if you do not go back inside your homes, we're gonna use less lethal munitions or whatever whatever state, whatever, however they have their verbiage. Every state's gonna differ, okay? Yeah. They, they have a certain amount of warnings they give you. Now you have these, these riders, you got professional trollers out there that, right. okay, get right. on your knees, guys, get on your knees, raise your hands, Okay, they give one more warning. Clear the streets, or we're going to use less lethal munitions. Okay, they give you the warning. Okay, they're not clearing. You see, okay, start recording. You see uh, riot police firing gas, pepper spray, clearing the streets because they've been warned several times. Okay, but you got yeah. the video you wanted. You got the it's video. It's called the use wanted. the force continuum. Okay, we so went there, wait. we went through the checks. So they wait for you. And they wait for you to use excessive force and then take pictures of them being like, no, we're just Correct. like that. All the time. So, All so, time. So, you're, so you're saying, Victor, they're baiting the officers. All the time. Oh, absolutely. We All have professional time. trollers that come to our station on purpose and start to record us. And you guys know what trollers are, right? Uh -huh. oh, yes, okay. yes, we know what trollers Okay. Guys, make sure. Perfect is different back home. <laughs> Shut up. It's okay. So they'll come. We're not that fucking isolated. <laughs> they'll start to record us and they try to get some um, They want sensational video so that they can put it online. So they look what the police do. They beat me yeah. just for standing here and recording. I was peacefully protesting. And yeah. it's all an agenda to divide us. So Victor. The good thing about being a casino, right? The Venetian is, the good thing about being at the Venetian is they have their phones, but we have cameras too. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so right. So, right. So, so what the officers for me, and correct me if I'm wrong. What happened to Tupac? Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's that, an ignorant statement. Well, you know, look, that, look that's, technology. That's another episode. That's tech, yeah, but that's, that's technology. You know that's deep. Officers, right. officers, anyway. officers should wear their body cams. It should be required to wear uh -huh. their body cams 24 instead yeah. of their hands. It should yeah. be required. Oh, I don't know. Is it, is it required? Is it required, Victor? Absolutely. Right. Yes. That should, that would alleviate a lot. If every officer wore one. I've been personally sent to, to IA because someone lied on me. What is Thank IA? Thank goodness. 
Internal affairs. Uh, internal affairs. Internal affairs. Okay. So now internal affairs investigates you as a cop. Okay. They investigate. Okay. They try to find okay. the dirty cops. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to go to IA. You don't ever want to go to IA. But the problem is that the, right, if you have nothing to hide, then you will wear the body cam because right. Right. I know I'm not. I, 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 it's for my protection. So if I was an officer today, I would say, give me that body cam because I will make mistakes and I will own up to it. Right. Right. I will make mistakes and I will own up to it. But it's more for my protection. It's the cops that are excessively using force or are doing a profile or are, you know, like if you pull up an officer's history and you look at their tickets issued or arrests issued in a one year span and 80% are BNAs of uh, African-Americans, mm -hmm. that's something to consider, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a whole bunch of stuff, but the body cams is what saves, I think, everybody as right. an officer yeah. because that will show yeah. what happened from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's what saved me. It's what saved me. They Is it? it? Wow, I didn't know. So the guy lied on you, huh? I'm a fan of yeah. the body. Yeah. And you just said, here's my here's my camera. Go check so my wait, picture out. I'm going to bring it back real quick, Victor, because you were talking about how um, the protesters were inciting that stuff. Mm. Right? Taking pictures. The protesters are peaceful, but there's, 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 you have yeah, agitators there's guys, in there. Right, there's these right, trollers and stuff. So I want to ask about this, uh, the opposite side that I heard about like people that are talking about, oh, the police are kneeling down and doing the fist up. And then right after they take their pictures, then they're shooting their things at us. Like, so basically like the opposite, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, what, do you know anything about those um, things happening? And I mean, like the other one, with the other one, sorry, one more, one more thing is like the, you know, the people talking about bricks, yeah. um, that whole thing. Can you can you give us a little your two cents on that? What you on feel about it? Bricks. Yeah, there's like uh, reports of like piles of bricks that are like set up exactly where the protesters want to protest because oh. file a permit and everything. So they're saying that someone's purposely leaving piles of bricks to instigate riot. You know what I mean? Oh, my man. You're, and again, that's why I feel that this is a way bigger picture. You're riding the yeah. money. This yeah. is bigger agenda if mm -hmm. i can read you again i have these statistics right here and can say the numbers don't add up that show that police are in just indiscriminately gunning down black people the data is not there it does not okay. exist so okay. there's a there's a movement to create a race war and you're, right. gonna, you're gonna tell me you're putting strategically putting bricks on all these places here they're trying to uh cr create division on the have you seen that? My question, my question is always this though. We we are questioning the blacks and we're questioning the cops. Why are we not questioning the trollers? Why are we not focusing on them and be like, what is your intent? Why are you trying to divide our country? I want to piggyback on, on Oliver's, but just just we're fresh on that. Um Tara, I think we should, the people, we the people need to stop being divided by the media. Yes, by the media, the trolls. Media. Thank you so yes. much for doing that yes. because we need to look into that. Because who owns the media? Mm -hmm. And why is it Why is it painting this picture? And then Ollie was saying, he's talking about these bricks and I see random videos are getting leaked out. Yeah. You guys seen that and I have a question to piggyback on Ollie was asking you, Victor. I have a question that came in. Who do you believe is editing these clips? And you don't have to answer that to paint the narrative of cops versus protesters. And what is the end goal of devaluing law enforcement? And you're talking about writing the money. Could you, if you want to, could you please talk about that? 
Okay. Um, and again, all I can all I can account for is what what I've researched and what I've heard and yeah. the, the little I know. And yeah. if nobody nobody attack Victor about what he knows. <laughs> No, um, thank you so much. This is very valuable. Thank you. If, if you follow the money, if you follow That's the, the word, follow the money. That's what Corey said. Usually goes to that, right? See where it goes. You yeah. can see where these these organizations that are receiving the money, where they're feeding it to, and how these media these are the media organizations that are sensationalizing and letting making you believe that we all hate each other, that we're racist that cops want to indiscriminately kill people and they're the ones that are putting it out there. So what's the big agenda? Ultimately, who knows? I think they're trying to create division in this country because a divided people is a conquerable people. Okay. We United we stand, divided we fall. Yeah. Correct. And we can't let that happen. That's what's happening. Like you said, with the media, we cannot fall for it. We have, I love that we're in a generation of this alt media where we can do the research ourselves. We can right. go out there and, research these things we can find out or what or we can be really lazy too and believe everything we see correct <laughs> but now we got to be careful because watch this now they are trying to now you have free public forums right we, or you have public forums we have, we have youtube facebook um twitter those are forums or we you you and i we can all right. speak our minds freely right reddit and 4chan and things like that right yeah, we can chat openly and discuss whatever we want. We can discuss whatever we want. We're not, they're not, but they're acting. They're starting to act as publishers or editors, which means, okay, I don't like what this person said, so I'm going to either censor it. And so now they're coming out with this thing called fact check. Uh, you got to be careful with this fact check. Right. We'll ask you on for that episode. <laughs> okay. Very good. No, 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 Very good. Sorry, episode. man. I go down the rabbit hole. You got to yeah. stop me, man. You know. But I totally, I'm totally, uh, I'm totally, and you know what I'm saying? Like we're on the same page with that part. Where I just want to keep it back to the whole. Let's get back to the defunding police, but it's all related for sure. sure. You know, that's why we keep going back to. Oh, let's just pick one topic. Oh, you go off this way, and then we have to rewrite. Right. Korea wants to bring you off this way. Everyone helps everyone kind of come back together. So I wanted to go back to it where let's try. Well, did he answer Carito's question? Did yeah, yeah. Let's try to relate it back to how about defunding it, you know? So we, we had things like how you're saying, like the media is playing a part in instigating this, right? Yeah. And you hear sides from each side, people hold, you know, piling bricks, people acting like they, they're shooting at you, even though you got fair warning and like, really instigating it that way too. So um, what, uh, where are we going with? Uh, you were talking about corruption, uh, not corruption per se, but like it sounded like it, where it's like talking about where the money's going and follow the money trail. So like um, it goes back to the original thing of how Tara was saying that the training, we need, you know, do you think the training is underfunded is my question um i'll go yeah i'll go back to what i said earlier where you're seeing a lot of these issues where people are having problems are usually democratically run cities right. and the departments that um th those uh that side is usually not very much pro police or pro funding the police so you're going to get poorly trained officers who like for instance george floyd's situation um any officer here with me understood that george floyd was exhibiting what's called excited delirium thank and you excited delirium can you touch on that victor excited delirium 
so we so whoever's listening in can know know they know what that is yeah the terminology so excited delirium can be onset by mental illness or ingesting uh, certain toxins or drugs okay um, usually some of the indicators are profuse sweating they're overheating um, superhuman strength um, a lot of times that's how we get they, break, they, can, they can break cuffs they break cuffs they literally I've seen them break their cuffs behind their back and they broke their cuffs from it I'm like wow okay yeah my squad has pupils and things like that too right what's that it's dilated pupils another uh oh yes it, yeah, well, yeah but that's any drug or any intoxicant right. Ali this is excited delirium <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's different then. Okay, I know, I know what you're saying too. There's a distinction of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can see it because um, we, we had one on our squad. Three of my partners had to deal with excited delirium last year. Okay. And um, I mean, the I had two was, last year. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's something you need to educate your police officers on. They have to know because you're going to run into this. Mm -hmm. uh, this call was there was the, uh, a black male chasing cars as they drove into the apartment complex. He was chasing and growling at people. So, probably people, right? <laughs> like a yeah. dog. Right? <laughs> yes. So my partner was up, and this guy is ripping a chain link fence up out the ground with his bare hands. He's just pulling Whoa. the hand out, and he's like, "Okay." So he that he starts to oppress my partner. My partner pulls a taser on him, deploys. Uh, he said, "Stand back," you know, give him some commands. He eventually tried to come at uh, my partner. My partner hit him with the taser. It was an ineffective hit, and he just wiped it off. Okay. Other partner shows up. Uh, long story short, my partner hits him with uh, two less lethal munition rounds. They're forty millimeter rounds. It's like a, it's, a, it's like a foam bullet, and okay. that you do not want to get hit with that thing. That thing's horrible. This guy just growled him off. Two shots. Damn. Just growled him off. So they had to go hands on in him. Once they detained him. Okay, again, there's a whole procedure for this. You call it on the radio, you stage a medical because- Right, right. That, that's a whole nother training that they don't understand. The radio traffic that you have to do on top of all of this uh -huh. is yeah. ridiculous. Can you guys break that down a little bit? Uh, just, you know, like a- Victor, like finish what he was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's throwing everybody off like the Hulk. I mean, I just, I'm- so that's what I said delirium does. You just have this unbelievable amount of strength. So eventually they, they end up holding him down and they detain him and they call in medical who's already standing by and waiting. Um, and they have to sedate him. You know, they have to give him this juice to sedate him. And that's the only way you calm down. But once you once you have him cuffed, like they'll they'll train it. So you gotta sit him up. You can't let him lay on his chest because they'll they'll recovery position, right? Get him in the recovery position. Yeah. Or they can die. They will die. Their hearts will explode. They'll, they'll suffocate. Um, so you have but to- But the difference is you guys, you guys were able to acknowledge and say he's experiencing, he might be experiencing excited delirium. Whereas- uh, I called it on the radio right away. He said- uh, Whereas he, we had a, at our job, a guy, He the last one that happened, it went all over the news. The guy was from Hawaii, actually. Died at checkpoint two. He got tased. He asked, he was acting suspicious. He ran from the cops. He got tased. And they started chest compressions. And all of a sudden, we're in chest compressions. Well, what's going on? He died. Excited delirium. Mm. But the the, the Metro sat didn't, they, he, and I feel bad because is it his fault that he didn't know what that right. was? Okay. Yeah. Is it his fault that he's not getting the training provided? 
Right. Yeah. It's so, not necessarily the officer's fault. Yeah. So again, so it goes back to me asking, do you guys think there's underfunding in the training? Yeah. I definitely gonna say that because I'm a trainer. Victor answered yeah. that. He said, like in these situations, what he's pointing, he's not trying to get political. What he was pointing oh, out no. in these democratic states that are run by Democrats, yeah, that are underfunded and they're experiencing these downsides. And are you saying that Republican-run states are doing better? No, no, no. He ain't, he didn't say about being political. He's like just this. okay, non-political. It's yeah, just like no, this. Like this. Okay. They're they have lower funding. Is what he's, I think um, he's, Victor, Victor, see if you can agree with me on this. Part, right? We work at the it's Venetian. Right? We work at the Venetian, right? When I worked at the Venetian, right. and you worked at Treasure Island, the owner, right, of of, of one of the casinos, is going to be pro security, and another owner is not pro security. They're going to see a difference in importance, right? So whereas where I worked, they were very pro security. They funded us. Because they knew the importance. Right. I also worked at TI. And I worked at Treasure Island before. I worked at Treasure Island before. Uh, and I knew, right? And they weren't pro security. They the, So the training is so different when you jump from one casino to like Venetian, right, Victor? Yeah. I feel like we're right? kind of nailing down some things about um, underfunding in the training, right? And uh, lack of like, uh like a uh this like the programs are all different so there's no standard basically right that's what i said it comes down to standard training and mental health standard training and mental health okay yep. that's thank you tara thank you that's exactly yeah where we're trying to get down to the nitty-gritty yeah. so do you think that instead of defunding do you think it should be refunding those spots right there you know Right? Like, I think I think cops should be held to a higher standard, first of all. And if you commit a crime, yeah, I think you should be a little bit more scrutinized, right? I mean, you are sworn in. Because you guys have to know shit like TPR and stuff too, right? Like yeah. certified things. Yeah. Like like I'm an I'm a I can certify instructors. I'm I'm a master instructor. So you can instruct instructors, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. And what's like there's like different things you have, like, like we're saying, it's like a jack of all trades kind of profession. Yeah, and there's never gonna be there's it's a never ending snowball, as long as there's no standard. If we pay, I feel like if you pay the cops better, okay, or, or, or you hire the correct people that okay, I'm not saying a bus driver or Starbucks or McDonald's isn't less of a job. But when like, you are when you are in a position, with what my what my friend Victor said, where you the ultimate job you are, you 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 are you can take a life, save a life, or give your life. When you have that much power, uh -huh. your reasoning for wanting the position needs to be literally because this is what you want to do passionately. This is what your passion you want to be a true first responder. You want to be this. You don't want to be it because you want to avoid you you want to become you don't want to be it so you can get away with shit right i know people that who became cops because they didn't want to get fucked with no more i mean they're not bad cops but that's not the right reason it's like joining a gang right it's like you have to to, to go and save your like, life oh, it's gonna, easy it's easy i give you a gun it's easy for me to give you a gun and say okay here you go you're certified now shoot the next part 
I don't know if you're really gonna shoot. I don't know if you got it in you to shoot. And then I'm just. But I know Victor does. But if I know Victor does, if I'm on a call, I'm sorry, Ollie. And I go back with Reno, but I know Victor will will shoot. I'm gonna give one or two commands. That's it. Drop your weapon. Drop your weapon. You better take one more step. And we're gonna fire. You're not gonna get ten commands when it comes to deadly force. Right. Right. But so you have to hire the correct people for the okay. Okay. And I think that's why we, we need to and really you can only attract the correct people through better salary, right? You have to vet them better. You have to vet them better, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Okay. Make sure that they're not like a jury, right? We go if you on a, a juror, yeah. you have to go through all these things so you can create a unbiased decision, right? Same thing, right? We need cops yeah. out there that understand what racism is and it's real. But I'm not like I'm not gonna say okay, all blacks are bad, all Hispanics are bad, all Filipinos are bad. Do you think and they're gonna go case by case? Are we are we getting at more like the police academy needs a reform and more? It, it, well, it doesn't well. The academy is a whole other topic, but oh. to hire onto the force, you can come to Vegas right now and be 21 years old. Just get here and get on, get out the force. Standard. There's no standard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but you know why they're so low, is because nobody wants the job. Because one, I'm not gonna give my life for that I pay. Know. Two, I'm not gonna go through all that internal investigation, IA, and unsent, and and nobody's gonna do that unless it's their passion, right. or it's just a job to get by. When right. you have that much power, you cannot just be a cop because it's my job to get by. You have yeah. too much power. You have too much power. The president has too much power, right? Anybody running for president should be the person who will uphold the Constitution, right? Who will not compromise America, right? And and what we stand for. Right. So but, the cop has to do the, the cop. The cop has to have the correct, the correct reason to be a cop. I think we, we, we really touched on some really good things and I think we're moving forward towards a conclusion. And I think the conclusion is that we need to reevaluate wh what, how is the money being spent that's being funded or directed towards, you know, each uh, precinct or each police station or whatever. But we, I think we, I think what we're moving towards is we're moving into who is above them, who enacts laws and it should the, the reform be there. Also what Ali was saying was the whole thing about the, and I think Ali said, I and mean, if I didn't, if I'm not saying this correctly, sorry, Ali, but touching on the education system and educating and then moving even deeper, going back to the family values. And I think that that is somewhere I think we're all starting to move to regardless of how we stand. I think as everybody's watching, everybody hears, sees different perspectives, different emotions, different stances. And I think we're moving back towards something that's- In the end, it's gonna come down to what you believe and what your roots are, it's your roots. Re, yeah. reinvigorating or, or, or reestablishing family values, looking at the educational system, because if you look at like these, I mean, I'm, Victor may be able to say much better. I mean, if you look at areas that are high crime, high poverty, look at the education system. Does that, do you think Victor, with your experience, does it have a direct correlation? Um, ultimately, I think more of a correlation is drawn what you said before about the family values, man, and teaching a certain mindset to your child. I think we have to teach our people that we are uh, victors and not victim of our circumstances. Um, if I was a victim of my circumstance and I said, oh, poor me, 
I never fair Thank shake. Thank you. Don't play the victim card 24-7. I was in poverty. I didn't have my dad around when I was in, in critical when I really needed him. If I let myself fall into that spiral of victimhood, that's when I, I lose. That's where I, I cut opportunities for myself. I mean, I think I have a, a, a good story, but gosh, my friend, my friend just knocks me out of the park. He's got an amazing story. He came here at 14 years old not speaking English. And he's a, he's a medical director here in town. He's amazing. He did not, he didn't give any excuses. There are no excuses. You can do what you want here. If you put your mind to, it. if you really want it, people are going to be jerks. Everyone goes through hardships. Everyone goes through things that aren't fair. We all go through pain. We just have to overcome adversity. Yep. These victors. And, and that's the other, that's the other part though, right? Is that's why I say mental health is so important because not everybody's going to have that cognitive thinking that you might have. Not everybody's going to have that perseverance and that strength, you know, to keep fighting the fight. You know, some people give up. You know, they give up, you know, and that's the hard part. I, I really like, I like that when you touched on mental health. And I think mental health is directly related to what, what Victor is saying is above education, not below, mm-hmm. is touching back into the family values. And I think it was Barack Obama who said it best. I think he said that, you know, uh, if the statistics, maybe you know it better than me, Victor, or, or Ali or Tara, he said something about a fatherless home and how homes without fathers, uh, children without fathers, they're, they're like nine times uh, nine times out of 10 more than likely gonna get into trouble. Does, does anybody right. touch on that? Could you that touch on that? Right. That is the number one problem to me facing our our black brothers and sisters is fatherless homes, because Mm -hmm. the psychology of a male, for instance, a male, a young boy needs an alpha male. A mother can't do it on her own. If he doesn't have an alpha male to look up to, he's going to look at who's the next tough guy in the street. That's who he's going to emulate. That's who he's going to mock. So Young males need alpha males. Psychologically, you just do. So fathers- You do, right. You cannot, like, I believe in that. That's why I'm happy to have kids. I'm, and my thing is, is as much as I'm an independent person or I'm a female, whatever, I know how important it is to have a father um, and how important that, that presence of a father is. I have a father, but I mean, he's not really, I don't really talk to him. Then I'm a good relationship with him. And because of that, I know how important it is. Right. So, so I don't want to, I don't want to have kids because I don't have a father figure. I need a consistent person for my child. And I, and I never will find not, not my way. Okay. So <laughs> you know? can we just, I know Ollie, go ahead. Sorry, Ollie, go ahead. But I would love yeah. to have Victor finish. Go ahead, Ollie. Sorry. Yeah. I wanted to add on with that whole, like the lack of a father figure goes back into getting in prison for a crim- crime that maybe we could decriminalize so that- My father was not put in jail or anything. My father was a cop. Wait, wait, sorry, Ali, can you repeat that? Ali, I lost like the last five seconds. So I'm so sorry, Tara, Ali. This picture like, okay, so now we're decriminalizing weed. 20 years ago, it wasn't decriminalized. So if that father got busted for dealing weed, he's still stuck in jail. But people change. Look at Kate Middleton. Look at Kate Middleton. Parliament changed for him to marry Common. No, we're almost done. It's almost six o'clock. Jesus, three hours we were on this. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not even done finishing my point. Yeah, thank you. You're taking 20 minutes to do it. You got to listen. I was listening. So what I was getting at was that 
now this person that wants to be a father figure in this person in the son's life is not able to because of the system that was criminalizing this that's now decriminalized when you know what i'm trying to get at where it's like yeah no i, I hear you keep going brother keep going i'm kind of it's hard to describe I'm no, basically, no, okay. I'm no, no we're hearing that. you we're hearing you so you're talking about the laws that are in place that are, are, are putting perpetuating, it's perpetuating this you're because, saying what what people got arrested for in the past are not getting arrested for now because they decriminalize a law what i'm saying is that we're talking about fatherless right households and how that's creating crime right mm -hmm. And these, these fathers are in in prison for crimes that are later decriminalized, mm -hmm. which means that now they're not even considered criminals for what they're in prison still today. And now they can't be fathers in their their son's lives and they look like a criminal. You know I, what I mean? That, no, no, that makes perfect That's sense. I think, right Ollie, I think, Ollie, we need to look back into the 94 crime bill that was put in place by Joe Biden for violent offenses, which, which, which is, it doesn't matter what I'm crime saying that, that bill is related to that. What you're talking mm -hmm. about is people being, being, um, arrested and incarcerated mm -hmm. for something that is now looked at as a petty offense or right. not even offense it's legal. Oh, and I think we need yeah. to look back into that, but that is a powerful point. And I think we have an episode two here. Uh, that sounds like another episode, right? Go yeah. into that. We should go into that. Dude, you, yeah. you got a point there. I love well, that. Bro. Yeah, you. But, uh, Go ahead, Vic. Go ahead. Because we have you as a guest. I want to know your opinion on that. Oh, no, man. Hey, Ollie, I appreciate you saying that. And I see that what you're trying to do is you're trying to find a reason for the reason and the cause for the effect. Right. I get that. But right. unfortunately, I, I, I ultimately agree. That's why it comes down to the values, right? Because we ultimately, as free agents and free people, we have choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about a crime that's decriminalized, we're talking about a very small percentage when 75% plus of, of, of black Americans have uh, fatherless homes. That's, that's a very huge gap. Um, ultimately it comes to, um, I think the values, um, I, we have to make better choices. If we're going to, to choose to, to have a child, we have to be responsible. We can't have them at, have them at a wedlock. I mean, because we're, we're destroying our society. And then when you have a political system that creates a dependency on the government and, and the government becomes dad because of a welfare state, and, and you're giving women incentive for dad not to be around, that, that's another problem. Okay. You know yeah. I, mean? uh -huh. I want to yeah. piggyback off of that real quick. Sorry, guys. Uh -huh. I want to try and wrap this up. So, you're man, Victor. Um, you're the man. Of, I, Victor, you're the we man. have an episode two. Um, ask. Well, I want someone just shot something over and, I, and it's been a really good, I think it's a really good question. What can people do to support the police during the current attack? What can people do to better the situation? What, 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 what was, what is your perspective, Victor? I, I think we need to educate ourselves. Look at the data, look at the statistics. People want to defund the police because they're falling into a media lie that we indiscriminately kill people and it's not true. The vast majority of police want to serve and protect and help you. We are your friends, we are there for you. Um, we, we, we are there to, to help. If you want, um, don't, don't spread any divisiveness, spread unity, spread the love, okay? Don't fall for the divisive uh, rhetoric that's being put out there. Um, it's hard not to, it's hard when you see a video that's hard to watch, but that's why you got to educate yourself on the st on the stats, man. 
uh, use so of force and policing right? was never use meant the, to look good. Yes, use of force yeah, and policing is force, never meant yeah. to look good. It's terrible. It looks bad, but that's the reality. Understand I, I what the you know understand what exactly use of force is. You know, research what what you know your laws. I tell people know your law. You know yourself. Your rights as a person too, right? Am I being detained? Know your own rights too. So the bad cops cannot dick you around. You know. You got to educate yourself too on the laws so you can't you know you got to stay on top of them but i think um you know what i mean like you got to stay on top of them so you know that's kind of how i felt growing up you know i didn't maybe i can share this with you guys real quick maybe i can share this there's if you educate yourself on how we work you can see that there's no way we can wrongfully arrest you there's there's yeah. three types of contacts that police can yeah. make there's three kinds okay yeah. there's consensual there's reasonable yep. suspicion and there's probable cause. Those yep. are the only three reasons I can contact you. Okay. Consensual means I'm don't go driving down the street and I see Reno. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I just want to say hi. And if Reno says, hey, man, screw you, I got to beat feet. I, I, he don't want to talk to me. That, that's that's it. Or if he wants to talk, we can talk. It's consensual contact, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Number two is reasonable suspicion. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means I have reason to believe uh, that a crime is. Uh, has been committed is committed or is about to occur so i have one of those three it can be for instance for an example it's three o'clock in the morning and there's a there's a bank and then you see a dude hiding in the shadows crouched down in the back door that's kind of suspicious maybe i've have articulable reasonable facts to believe that maybe a crime has committed he's about to commit one i have those i have those, those articulable facts right right so when i make contact with him I can detain him because maybe he didn't go in. Maybe he just got well, scared. Well, that's the difference. You can detain to investigate. Right. You have the power. You can detain so, to investigate. So now, if I make contact with him on, under reasonable suspicion, I can detain him for one hour, okay? Detainment yep. is very different from an arrest. We detain people all the time, and people are like, why are you detaining him? Why? There's nothing wrong with being detained. That's so I can figure out if you're doing anything wrong or not. If mm -hmm. you did nothing wrong, we're going to dust you off and you go on your way. Right. Yeah. So I have an hour to figure out if something's if something is illegal is going on. Okay. If if not, you're on your way. Number three is, is probable cause. Okay. Easiest way I can say uh, you got the proof. Uh, I, you ran a red light in front of me. I, I, I have probable cause to believe you just committed a, a a moving violation, right? A traffic violation, rather. So I have the right to pull you over and detain you. Uh, I can either give you a warning, depending on my discretion, I can give you a ticket, whatever. So those are levels of contact. Um, now, here's the important part where we get caught in the middle. We get caught in the middle a lot with reasonable suspicion, where guys get mad and see a lot of sensational videos with this. Say, and, and I'll try to make it brief. Say, yeah, say someone just like got robbed. Minutes. Say someone just got robbed, right? Um, uh, and they said it was a white male wearing a black shirt. And, and blue jeans, okay. Yeah. Headed this way down Boulder Highway. Okay, graveyard hours, I see a guy that's wearing a dark gray shirt, blue jean shorts, white guy, kind of tall, skinny, okay. I'm probably gonna detain him because he kind of- Because he matches the bolo, right? He matches the bolo. Right. So, I, again, I have an hour to figure out, see what's going on. Now you see how cooperation will go a long way. If he starts to give me like slack, like, hey, man, screw you, I'm not going to give you my name, blah, blah, blah. Even though I have the lawful right to detain him, I can tell him, hey, listen, this place just got robbed. You kind of fit the description. Where'd you come from? What's going on? He can be like, no, man, I just came from over here. 
yada yada, or he could be, he could be, he could be, he could be cooperative, or he could just be a if, jerk just because. If, if he's cooperative, go a lot quicker and be on your way. Just, just talk. That's that's our job. Yeah. We have to detain you yeah. to figure out because someone just got robbed at gunpoint. Someone, you just pulled a gun on someone's grandmother, you know, and someone wants justice. That's not right. You can't do that to people. So we have to. We have a responsibility to our public to figure out who did that so we can bring them to justice. So um, if we get video coverage, if we have, okay, manager, come down here. Is that's the person? Yes. Okay. Now we make an arrest. So those are level of contacts and if people, a little bit of cooperation will go a long way. If you just understand our job, what we're doing, why we're contacting you and police should be able to articulate this to their citizens. Why are you detaining me? Well, I'll tell you why, you know, you explain to them why, why are you, why are you pulling me out of the vehicle? Well, because case law says Pennsylvania v. Mims that due to the inherent danger of traffic stops, I can pull everyone out of the vehicle. So you have to know your case law, you have to know your laws, and you have to be able to tell people. That way they understand what you're doing. You can't just say, oh, because I, I said to get out. You know what I mean? Well, but that's a lot of training that you would need to have on an officer. A lot of training. Back to the training. Right? Um, to the training. That was a very powerful, is that the three, the three things you want to leave us with to think about, Victor? That, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Thank you. Victor, thank you, thank you so one, much. One quick question uh, on, on top of that, because I've seen it recently about, have you heard about Arizona passing a law that um, citizens aren't allowed to videotape police officers? I did not hear that, no. Yeah, I want to get to a little bit more, but I heard that that happened. And that sounds pretty I crazy. didn't hear that. The, the Funding the Police episode yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, I guess we're going to have to come back around. It's just, we're not finished. We're not finished. Yeah. I think we touched on a lot of great things. And I think if we could just close it off, like, yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Victor, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you thank so you much. From one Christian brother to another Christian brother. God bless you, man. And thank you for ser your service to your community and our country. Um, I, if we could just like have a, just a small takeaway, like, or just in a conclusion, what you would say um, to those who's listening. First of all, no, no, thank you guys. I, I, I am so thankful for the opportunity to at least share and, and, and be a part of this that so we can all talk and, you know, share the love, share the truth, share the facts, just, just, just be on the side of facts, be on the side of data, be on the side of love, unity, not divisiveness, understand that they, they, we're, we're battling against higher powers and principalities. This is a lot bigger than us. They're trying to divide us, stay united, judge everyone on an individual cases you know we're people just like you and we, we we love our community that's why we do it we love our citizens and we'll, we'll take a bullet for you guys yeah that's the bottom line oh that was beautiful victor thank you so much man thank god you, bless victor. you man aloha mahalo nui loa bless you guys god bless you guys man thank you Thanks, so victor. much victor okay, thank bye. you victor uh, please uh i sent you some information if you want to please you know yeah stay in touch with us i think thank you so much yeah, Greatly you. appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Take care. God bless Bye. you. Bye. Bless. Bye bye. Bye. I think we did something. I think that was really good. I, I think that's where Tara was trying to go <laughs> at first. Yeah. Like this is, as a conclusion, we're closing it up, everybody. Thank you yeah. so much yeah, for being here, Tara. Thank you so out, much, Ollie, bro. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> earlier but earlier i, I saw tara she was like she's all like over like that like you know like i was like oh she oh yeah. Purple 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 Purple. Purple. because like the That's first time happens. the 
reason why it's I say this is because Ollie doesn't shut up. Yeah. Oh my God, how are you guys even friends still? <laughs> you guys don't make sense. <laughs> we're Golos. We're polar. We're almost polar opposites. Like you see this shirt. Yeah, yeah. you're the total opposite. <laughs> total opposite. Golo would go, but no, I mean, no. But see, me and Ollie, we connect, and that that's like, yeah, 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 yeah. What I want to try to say, Tara, is the reason why I was trying to say chill out a little earlier is because when you came on last Saturday, you brought this like, you brought this different energy compared to today earlier. I don't know if it's because well, Ollie, Ollie, just like. Is asking me questions. I'm like, why are you asking me? That's why we have the guest callers. <laughs> you're the guest. You're the guest. I don't talk. Who cares about what I have to? I mean, my thing is, I can talk about training, right, and, and right, stuff right. like that. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not out in New York. I'm not right. black. I'm not a cop. No. So I went and I, I got the information. From no, Tara. Oh, Tara. Can I? Tara. Can I? Hold on, guys. Tara. Can I thank you though? Like that was so cool that you got Corey on there and Victor. That was really good. I had somebody else, but yeah, you got yeah, but it's no, too long. I want to thank you. We tried to sign a couple yeah, of you on, they didn't, they didn't sign okay. through. But that that that's just something a technical yeah. error. Our first official, yeah. I thought we did great. Ollie, love you, man. This is a yeah, great idea, well. and this is this is why we're moving forward on this. But um, Tara, I just want to just let you know, like, I think the the hard part for 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 my thing, and it's not trying to attack you. All I'm trying to say is that when you came on that last Saturday. Man, you brought that love. You brought that affection. When you came on today, you're over here like you're still in the dark. From like, remember I'm not in the dark. Joe French. Joe French was like, "Yo, it's, it's dark as f over there." You <laughs> like, and you're over the last like, one, yeah. Yeah. Hold it up, and you're over here like, yeah, you're I'm here, sick. Like, you're over here like, I'm what? sick. I'm sick. My my body is literally falling apart. I don't know what's going on with my right. legs. But like. No, every day I every day I wake up and like more skin is going. Like I'm just losing more and more skin. I am literally losing skin. The hell? That check, girl. You need some milk. Go see a dermatologist, man. What's going on there? I don't know. So I feel like this. I can't thank you enough, Tara. Like, bro. Like, you know, the times that I was shutting up, I I learned so much from you. I learned so much from Corey. I learned so much from Victor. You know, it was really good, man. And Vino. I'm so I'm so glad that we can just go at it and you know what I mean. That's, that's yeah, it, yeah. You, yeah. You know I love you, bro. You know yeah. I love you, Ali. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. That's why we want to call our friends because um, me and Ali, right? Like we know us, right? Ali, can you just share it? Can you? I you think guys are polar opposites. Yelling at each other online. <laughs> yeah, we might as well yell at each other on uh, Facetime if we're gonna do that. <laughs> but then. It's like nice because look at all the voices we got to hear today. You know what I mean? And all the different opinions from different backgrounds and stuff. Like, yeah. I think that was beautiful. I think it really was. And, and just in closing, I just want just aloha, mahalo. Yeah, you. Thank you so much, Tara, for coming on. We'll definitely contact. We'll, re, we'll we'll try and touch bases after this. We're looking forward to um, some if we if we if it's possible. I think I think I think what we'll for you guys. Issues. No, I think for you guys in Hawaii, we just gotta educate them on yeah. or what 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 can we do for the cops and vote. Get out there and vote. Mm -hmm. Get out there and vote, guys. I think that's a very um, that's, that's one of the most powerful parts of victory. That's the thing. Yeah, is get out there and vote. And if you don't know, start asking. You right. cannot be a blind eye because this fight's gonna come to Hawaii. 
and, and just just a heads up like my the app stopped recording like I, I use the anchor app so i gotta try and put it on the uh, computer so you guys can call me just in case because i was just like oh so whatever was recorded i don't know how long it stopped since i got called so I, we're gonna leave, we gotta, leave, gotta leave this video up now we gotta leave it up we yeah. leave it. Yeah. <laughs> but thank yeah. you so much again tara you, thank you, you, Tara. You, no problem. You brought it. You brought. You brought some of that. Uh, that feistiness, and we just want to appreciate. We just want to let you know that we appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And my fingers. Beautiful day. <laughs> Take care of that finger. Take care oh. of that. Uh, my my leg. Everything. I don't know how. No wonder you're upset. Yes, it's not you fun. Hanabara, you got the Hanabara oh, nose. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even. It's just stuck. It's just stuck. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Yeah. We'll probably do like a part two. So. All right, yeah. Right. Bye. Bye. All right. Oh, man. Okay, Ollie, in conclusion uh, of our show, it got a little tense. I must say, yeah. I thought we were losing traction. I thought we kind of went off point. But we, we were going all over the place. I thought, I thought Corey added a really special benefit to that. I think we should touch yeah. on that. Yeah. I also thought Victor, he really, I mean, come on. Bird's eye perspective. That lot. was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Victor, I learned a lot. And then we got to say our own piece and like, yeah, we got our own little moment too. You know what I mean? Trying to get what the audience likes, you know? Because we only got seven people. Now it's just boring. You know it happened mean? at Big Sean's house getting too. along now. Now they're getting along. It's like, why the fuck are you watching? You know, like, oh my gosh. But um, so in conclusion, um, I think we, we took away a lot of things. And I think I, 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 for some reason, something's touching my heart to say. And it's one of the quotes from my favorite artist, musicians, whatever you want to call him. He's a legend to my heart. I think Ollie loves him too. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Bob Marley. And I think we're constantly moving forward. <laughs> we're constantly moving forward. And I think the Brolo show is, is is slowly becoming a special place, not only for me, but for those who are tag who are signing in, tuning in, and listening in. Thank you guys for your comments. I see some funny comments. I, I want to look through these, these. after. Because I want to read. I know how crazy, man. Like, if we got that crazy, you guys must have been just as crazy, man. I, I got to say, at first, I was like, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> I have a feeling that there's going to be a shit ton of articles that we got to go read. <laughs> Dude, we have 446 comments. <laughs> oh, damn. You know That's what? Thanks, you guys. You guys are making this. You know what I mean? It's not even us. We're just, we're, we're just here to have the platform. You guys are turning this into something. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. Like, that's why if you, if you're interested, we want to, you know, we got all our friends coming on. Like, we want to hear your voice, voice, you know, like, I know some people are shy and they want to stay on the comments and I understand, and I respect that. Well, we, we, this, yeah. is the, this is what we want. You know, I think me and Ollie, we can agree to disagree. And I also believe that- we, I disagree. We, <laughs> we, we agree. I that, that, no, I think that's saying so funny. That's why it's just- on that, face, on that Facebook forum, on the Facebook platform, you know, social media platforms, that we're missing this human integer. We're missing the, the emotional content, as Bruce Lee would yeah. say. We're missing the tone. We're missing the posture, you know, the body language and all that stuff. So I think this helps. <laughs> I saw you going like this a couple of times. <laughs> 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 but we, we, this is just the, the first official show. I see a bunch of our friends tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much, Ollie. 
Uh, do you have any quotes, any words you want to say? I mean, I think everybody yeah, knows we're grateful for them. Stuff like this. Um, we're trying to do like a ending. It's going to change. This is only our third time, so we're really still winging it. And then I guarantee right when we cut off, we're just going to talk for like another two hours trying to fix this. <laughs> so, if you guys got suggestions, just put it on the comments and stuff. You know, or like, or, or, or uh, message us directly on the Brolo show. Me and Ollie uh, share that page. Yeah, because we want to hear your guys' opinion, period. And if what you guys want to hear, oh, you know, like um, constructive criticism, please. No, no, distant. I'm actually open to, to negative mm -hmm. feedback. Yeah. yeah, constructive criticism, what's lacking, what you want to hear. We want to do a Q&A thing. And I think um, today it might be running long, so we'll just do it next time kind of thing, right? Four minutes past our three-hour mark, which is really, yeah, really good, actually. People and stuff. I mean, those uh, all you eight people, uh, you guys are uh, officially VIP hardcore fans of the Brolo Show, and you will be treated as such by us. So you have priority. We, we give you priority. Ollie's saying that, not me. <laughs> That's me. It's all me Just in case it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Ollie, 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 yeah. do you have any quotes? Pander to the audience. <laughs> Ollie, any, <laughs> any any closing statement? And also, if if you could, could you close off with the Brolo song? Ollie, whip this off. Yeah, we're gonna whip go song the like this. Song like that. One more time. And then what else? What's the closing statement? Well. We'll do it all Sesame Street style. All right. Looks like we learned a lot today about defunding police. And maybe that's not the right way. So in conclusion, Go read some books and articles and hear a lot of different opinions from other people. And no go hating too hard if they say, nah, you're wrong. And maybe you are, maybe you're not, who knows? But we're gonna go. So here we go. You guys can start singing along now. <laughs> This is Rito Rambijo here from the Brolo Show, Ball, uh, Ollie Bowl's partner. We just want to thank you, let you guys know, thank you guys for tuning in, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for your support. Just a small disclaimer, we're not responsible for any beef and vendetta or any issues in the comment section. Thank you guys. We wish you guys the best. Aloha and mahalo. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha